attention. This is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. A couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. What did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, take it out, take it out. Now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward and had the right ideas. Time for the You Watch I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Oh, wait. Fuck. We're recording. Oh, we're recording. (laughs) Good job. Yeah, I guess you you, did that on purpose. You're Brian Doyle Murray in Wayne's World. (laughs) This man has no penis. I have proof. (laughs) Hey, guys. Hi, Josh. Hi, Taylor. Hey. And hello, listeners. Is someone calling you now? Yeah, what the fuck? We practice getting our audio set up. Who's calling you? My dad. (laughs) Answer. Do you want to pick it up now? No. No, Bad idea. Are you just going to make us play through the whole thing? Mm, No. No. All right, there we go. (laughs) What do you mean there we go? It's still ringing. I don't know why. Can you just hit ignore? Yeah, I did. All right. I mean, this is an interesting start to the show. <laughs> you watch, I listen to the fucking iPhone ringtone. Hey, imagine the whole recording. How long does it go? I don't know why. Okay. okay, there we go. There we that go. was interesting. <laughs> Hopefully no one else calls you. You should probably just put your phone on DND right now. Yeah, good point. Um, and then you could just FaceTime audio him. Um, hey, guys, after that uh, interesting introduction, this is episode 89 of You Watch, I Listen. You have successfully reached You Watch, I Listen. Please leave a message after the beep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we're on episode 89. Um, I actually know when our 100th episode is going to be. It's going to be May 2nd. Uh, I talked to the doctor today about uh, doing the party. Basically, the way it's going to work is since uh, May 2nd is a Saturday, we're going to do our regular episode. What's the problem, Taylor? No, no, no. no. I'm I'm just doing my thing. Okay. Um, uh, We're going to do episode 99 that Wednesday, and then episode 100 won't be like our reviews and our picks or anything. We'll do our regular episode 101 will be that. Episode 100 will be just the different guests from the show that will be there. Um, Bullshitting. Hot dog eating contest. Okay. Um, probably some alcohol involved, I would guess. Probably a lot of alcohol involved is my guess. Um, but May 2nd, which means you guys will have the episode May 3rd, episode 100 of You Watch, I Listen. I think that would be safe. If the amount of booze consumed is what I'm predicting to be, then we definitely have to take at least a 12-hour mulligan. I think every guest that jumps on a mic, we have to do a shot with. 
sounds That's ideal. That's a lot, dude. I mean, we'll see. It depends on who. Just don't, just don't do who, shots of Red Label like you did now last we, time. Now we have Growhow try, or Bob trying to FaceTime audio in our Instagram. Everything's a fucking mess right now. Just everyone's everyone turn your shit I on get silent. here. Taylor's like, I broke the lights. He didn't break them. And then I thought I did. And then we fixed them. Josh is getting phone calls from family, and it's being recorded. That didn't stop the audio recording when he called, did it? No. <laughs> okay. Good. Are you sure? We don't want to no, lose. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. We're gonna... All right. So again, episode 89. You watch, I listen. I'm um, really exciting episode uh we have a guest calling in Very. from uh the band whose album we'll be reviewing uh dylan of spanish love songs yes i can't pronounce his last name it's like uh, slow mac i think it's uh you slow would mac? I, it looks like slocum, slocum? it's s-l-o-c-u-m slocum well, we'll unless ask. he spelled it wrong on his website we'll ask. Uh, sl- yeah like how do you pronounce <laughs> your last name slocum uh <laughs> i mean I'm, but let's not lead with that no no i'm not gonna do that at you know all I mean? i'm an adult i'm a grown-up i am a, a, a broadcasting professional taylor that you definitely just beefed because it smells like shit. I here. didn't. I, I would come on. I would admit if I beef. I'm just saying. Josh is looking very guilty right now. Did you beef? No. Not yet. No. All right, Josh. How was your week? Uh, solid. Solid. Nothing. Yeah, spec- no, no, literally nothing happened. Nothing. Just no, that, no, that's honestly nothing happened. This the way week. your life has been going, that's an improvement. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, Taylor, how was your week? Uh, again, nothing to report as usual. Uh, actually, I, I, I got a couple other things in the works, but uh, shaping up to be a very, very, very busy March for me. That's good. Yeah, you were just explaining uh, concerts, uh, opening day, all kinds of interesting stuff for you. A lot of cool stuff. I'm um, going to wear yourself out, I'm sure, but it'll be worth it. I, dude, I've, I You're already to. worn out. I, I need to do fun shit for a while. Hopefully yeah. you don't buy the farm. What? <laughs> okay, I'm glad that we need I, to not keep using I, I, that I'm glad because that, we all talked about how it's underused. To be fair, and then we're overusing it. It only has been overused because By someone us. else bought the farm <laughs> after the initial usage of bought the farm. You know, it was True. bad when you guys said it. I didn't know what you meant, and I'm like, what did they buy? Like a dairy farm? Well, I I got the phrase from basketball when he's psyching around. He goes, "Looks like your boy Denzel is about to buy the farm." <laughs> like, and I'm like, that's a good phrase. So I say, "Buy the farm" about someone that passed away recently, and then just. Justin texts me like eight hours later. He's like, "Yo, I thought they actually bought a farm." Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. And then someone else died, and they're like, "They bought the farm," and I'm like, "See, it works." It's so as long as no one else dies this week, oh wait, we're pretty good. You know, I'm honestly amazed. Your 89 episodes on a single uh, guest or host on this show has died. I mean, statistically, that's an anomaly. Is it though? I mean, Mark Coleman. <laughs> Come on, Probably should have. I love him, but yeah, love to Marky be fair, uh, my week was all right. I haven't gotten about since Saturday combined like seven hours of sleep, so I'm kind of running on fumes right now, Okay, which always makes for my most interesting stuff. Um, but I figured we'll go through our normal things. We're going to talk to Dylan at eight, and then we'll go through some more regular bullshit. Cool. Um, nothing else exciting? I'm trying to think if I had any exciting stories from this week specifically. Nah, I really, like I said, I got nothing going on at the moment. It's just so fucking crazy busy at work still. Yeah, just, and, it, and I hate being so boring. You know what I mean? I like, mean it's okay. I mean, we, we're all boring at different times. This is the season where you kind of have to be boring because all you have is work. Yes. You have nothing else to live for. And like, I'm just hunkering down because I'm saving because I'm, you know, I, I, I'm getting a new car. I'm getting a new place. I'm getting all this shit. Did Bob inspire you to get a new car? Well, uh, my, do you want a Jeep? My no. Or a car my, that blows out yeah, five tires a year. My, my car, uh, my car inspired me to get a new car, uh, <laughs> dude. Because week, this, I remember when you got that car a week. 
after uh, your the, last car was done. The biggest snowstorm ever. And you texted me, like, my muffler just fell off on Macapin. <laughs> so the muffler, <laughs> wait, hold on. Getting it. I get, I get, so I'm driving, I'm, I have a 2015, 2016 Nissan Xterra. The motherfuck, uh, the fucking thing um, had a bad differential when I bought it. I bought it for 10 Gs. And then when I said, okay. well, it's, on, it's on cars.com for 9.5. Didn't even think about it. They immediately brought the price down. And then... Uh, Maybe three days later, my back differential goes. That's under Didn't warranty. Didn't your trunk or your hood not open, too? Wasn't uh, that one that, of the things? That, that broke the first day. And then three days later, the differential goes. Then I get that fixed. Two months later, the muffler falls off. <laughs> then a year later, the muffler falls off again. Um, and then wasn't I had it to like tires. on fire like last year when you FaceTimed me? I remember it, the, the Oh, engine. no, no. It wasn't on fire. It did overheat. Uh, the fucking radiator thing busted. Thankfully, that was an easy fix. The tow was fucking expensive. That part sucked. Yeah, exactly. But other than that, I mean, I, I do... I just, I need a new truck. I've like, I'm at the point where, listen, I've worked hard enough. I have the money for it. I, I, I don't deserve nice things. Or like, mm, I, at least I feel like I don't deserve nice things, but mm, I want at least one nice mutual. thing. Yeah, you no, I understand. Mean? It's, you get to that point. I mean, get something that blows out 12 tires a year. No. <laughs> Try uh, Josh, me. comment. Whatever, man. You know, I got places <laughs> no. to go. You know, I'm not about to drive the fucking speed limit like a dickhead. <laughs> No, as long as I've known you, never. Yo, we got to the Stone Pony in like an hour. Tailgating cops. I was in the car with you once. <laughs> you cut him off. No, there was one time you cut one off, yeah. and the other time because we were doing donuts in the high school parking lot yeah. on like a Saturday at seven p.m. <laughs> and then the other time tailgating the cop. <laughs> and then oh, I go on, get out of here. The most, the most exciting thing that happened to me this week was when I was on a service call. The guy sounded like a shitty Scarface, <laughs> and he's and he, like, dude, I'm so, like, I walked down there, and he's, and he's he was complaining at the board and work. I go to fucking I go to things on. He goes, I come down here and fucking boil it. Don't work. You fucking cockroach. Yeah, and I'm. Like what, like, what are you talking about? I go, put your hand on the put your hand on the header, the part where the steam goes up. Put your hand. It's red hot. You can't do it. He goes, it's fine. It's working. You say it'll work. I then I say it'll work. I'm like, okay, fine. Then what the fuck are we doing here? You actually here? make him sound like the, from I think you should leave the skit when he's pitching the car ideas. You have no good car ideas, Paul. <laughs> Ew, dude. Stop calling. You call right on me. Well, dick. I didn't sneeze on you this time. Oh, good. That's so much better. It's an improvement. It is an improvement. Would you rather me cough or sneeze on you? I'd rather you die. Be for piss on you. Neither. Pick one. I'm not picking one. You have one. to pick one. Beef no, or piss? No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, how about both? How about I, I beef while I'm pissing on you? Is that a cup of soup you as you're getting a golden shower? Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, you fucking dick. I'm sorry. Um, so before we get into our reviews from last week, uh, we got to give a shout-out to our buddies at BetDSI. The biggest boxing match in the last 10 years, the biggest heavyweight fight since Tyson Lewis is happening this weekend between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. If you guys want to place some bets on that fight, guess who wins? Guess how they win, when they win. There's only one place you should do it, and that's at BetDSI. Now, why should you choose BetDSI? And that's because BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years. BetDSI is the top-rated on-betting review sites, and they give you the opportunity to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash immediately. BetDSI has a very friendly user face and mobile site, and BetDSI has the fastest payouts in the industry. It's pretty simple. You play, you win, and you get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything. Bet on MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, and all other major sports, politics, reality TV, esports, literally everything. You can try live betting at 
BetDSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish, every play and every minute until the end. Now listen to this, guys, because this is the best part. New members will get a 100% bonus match when they make their first deposit by using promo code YWIL. That's more than double your money to start winning immediately. You just make that deposit, you you sign up with promo code YWIL, and you'll get a 100% bonus match. I play there myself, as does Taylor. We recommend BetDSI to add some extra excitement to the sports you love or any other sports you are watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com, sign up and use promo code YWIL, place your deposit, get that 100% bonus match offer, and you'll get a free $25 wager to test the waters. Don't miss out and go make some extra cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. Wow, so what you're saying is that if I go on BetDSI and I put a $50 deposit in, I'm going to get $100 to You're bet gonna with? You're going to get $100 to bet with. That's incredible. And Exactly. And then as soon as you win, you can withdraw it once you make that deposit. Wow. Promo code Y-W-I-L. Easiest easiest thing in the game. So All right. Now, coming from our boys over at Lobo Sound. Go for it. Um, now, are you thinking about advertising people out there on the internet? Good. Entrepreneurs? You should call Lobo Sound. Are you thinking, do you need a website? More than likely you do because your YouTube channel sucks. You need a website. Mm. You should totally call Lobo Sound. Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish, made Lobosound a fixture in the Chicago radio and, ad- and digital advertising communities. But Lobosound isn't just limited to Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California, Ooh. wherever you are, Lobosound has your back. Lobosound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach when you want on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobosound at 630 630- Two four four nine seven zero four. That's six three zero two four four nine seven zero four. Or visit Lobosound or visit uh That's www.lobosound.com and mention you watch I listen, get a ten percent discount. Again that's six three zero two four four nine seven zero four. Shout out your homies. All right. So why don't we start out? Uh Taylor, I think you should go first because I feel like the album we will spend a little bit more time on. I I um, I'd have to agree. Yeah, so um uh, the movie I gave you this past week was uh Tom Hanks uh written, directed starring uh, That Thing You Do. So, you, yeah, you gave me the movie That Thing You Do. Written, directed, and partially starring yes. Tom Hanks. Uh, this movie's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, um, So, here's the here's the funny thing. So, that the theme song, That Thing You Do, Yeah, I heard that song before I'm the sure. movie. It was a big hit. No, it's not even that. It was a big hit. New Found Glory covered it Did back they? in 2000. That's and it was awesome. awful. Yeah, I already don't like it. I like the... Yeah, it doesn't... I'm sure live it's fun, but the original version of it, yo, shut up, is really cool. Yeah, um, no, that was they recorded that back in 2000 from the screen. Years, like they were known as a newfound glory. Oh, I That's got you. That's back okay. in the day. Um, so yeah, I heard that song before. It's very catchy. Um, Liv Tyler was a smoke show. Yeah, back it's then. weird when Whoa. Charlize Theron isn't the hottest one in the movie because she she's obviously in it. Um, and she was the drummer's girlfriend early on that hooks up with the dentist. Really? That was like her second movie ever. Are you kidding? I swear to God, that Charlize- did not. See yeah. that. And Liv Tyler is gorgeous in this movie, mm-hmm. first of all. But uh, please continue. It's prime Arwen, dude. Yeah. Uh, so the, here's the thing. With this movie, like so it, it picks up in the beginning where I guess I guess that dude with the um, with the broken arm was the, the original he drummer. Was the original drummer and him and his buddy were the, the basis of the band were just jumping over the um, the parking meter yeah, trying right. to act like douchebags and the guy fell, broke his arm right before they had a talent show at a yeah. college to play it. Yeah, it was like a battle of the bands type of thing. Yeah. So you know all, it, it's again it's it's this takes 
takes place in 1964. So yeah. you have all these different, you know, that style of music really going. And still and, that uh, weird, like, bluesgrass, like, religion kind of thing, which you see in the very first talent show. Exactly. So what? Well, uh, so when the, the Wonders come in, first of all, when they get their name, the Wonders, they're like, oh, the Wonders, spelled like one. The w- O-Neaters. Uh, yeah, the O-Neaters. Yeah. Um, the Battle of the Bands MC is a total fucking Well, they doofus. take the, they, they go to the drummer, um, Stitch is what they call him, I believe, um, uh, the kid that worked at the uh, appliance shop. Oh, yeah, Where yeah, they yeah. came in to get him Shades. because they needed a drummer. Shades is what they end up calling him. Yeah. Um, they come in and ask him, and he's like more of a classically jazz pl- a trained drummer. He plays jazz style. Um, and they originally, that song, that thing you do, is like a slow ballad. But then they get to the talent show. Right, then he looked like, like I said, that MC looks like a fucking cock. <laughs> he um, tells terrible like, jokes. What could MC tells the crowd who the front runners are? Having these assholes seen American Idol? The fuck? Yeah, exactly. And then um, they just have the meter. To yeah, see right. I, I love how he's getting heckled, and then I and then I hear an "Eat my shorts" Eat insult, my shorts, and I'm yeah. like, "Dude, this movie rules." Eat my shorts is always a good insult. So uh, they uh, they break into the song, and it was even great because it immediately speeds up the song. And the lead singer's name is Jimmy. Jimmy turns around, and is like, "Too fast, too fast," but it's it's instantly a it. great thing. Yeah. Um, about the band and them playing as a band, I watched a lot of the special features on cool, this, cool. and the one thing that they talked about was that they wanted these guys to actually be a band before they actually mm-hmm. sat down and read the script. Um, and the one thing the, uh, that Tom Hanks really wanted to pay attention to was the authenticity of them playing their instruments. Yeah, um, if you, you can see that, especially with the drummer. Yeah, it, with the drummer, even with some, of, even with the guitar player, the bass player actually knew how to play yeah. bass. Um, but the thing that I liked about it, the, again, obviously, you know, it's an old movie from 1996. Sure. And you know, uh, with overlays and dubs, you're gonna, you know, gonna have a, a missed drum hit or snap. Of course, it's just me of being an asshole because yeah. I like music that much. But uh, 60s chicks in ankle low skirts doing the swim dance was awesome. Yeah, I uh, love the way people <laughs> danced back then. Yeah. Because back Back then they were considered good dancers, and if you go out there trying to dance like that now, you're a fucking asshole. I, like I, I figured out where Johnny Bravo got all of his dance yeah, moves. Exactly. From, That's from, literally was, it. Was from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, like I said, I do like how when they go into the song, the guy just immediately speeds it up. Yeah. Because any good musician at that point in time, like, would just say, "Okay, cool. We just got to speed it up. Follow the drummer." Yeah. That's as simple as that. Um, so that's the one thing I really liked. The '60s dance moves are lame as shit, but they're also cool. Um, and I, and I also wrote, "My landlord is young as dogs. What a piece of shit." <laughs> you wrote that while you're watching the movie. Yeah, nice. Um, I really, really enjoyed the song. I like the come up. Um, I also like how they played it off as like this is only a two a two month run yeah. from where they started to having the number seven overall record Correct. in the country. Um, I did really like that. I like Tom Hanks as being like the super cliche manager. Yeah, you guys look good in red. Every time I told here's you guys the, that, here's the shade. You don't leave without him. Yeah, exactly. I like when they got to that big festival and the bass player was obsessed with that one singer and he's like trying to creep into the bar to look through it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that was cool. Like, even seeing um, when they met certain artists, they were, like, starstruck still, acting like little kids. Of course. And um, seeing just that slow come up that so many one-hit wonder bands go through. You start on the radio shows and the festivals then the tours, yeah. eventually leading to the big TV appearance, or the move, even movies they were in. The movie they and were doing, Jimmy the yeah. whole time is fighting that he wants to get back in the record. He's the, the starving so, artist. So that's the thing that annoyed me the most, was that, I mean... Jimmy I, again, sucks. That, yeah, Jimmy's a dickhead. So the entire time, so Jimmy's the lead singer, he's the talent. Dating Liv um, Tyler. Dating Liv Tyler. Always treating her like shit. Yada, yada, yada. My whole thing was that his whole complaint the entire movie was after that thing you do hit it big is that he wanted to get back in the back studio. Back in the studio. And, and back in the studio. And record, and record new music. But, like, in the back of my head, I'm, like, the rest of the band members had it had it down pat where they're like, listen. We're loving this moment. Let's ride the wave. It's only been two months. And then we get back and in. And then we'll get back and do it. It's not a big deal. I mean, even so. Even, I quit. Yeah. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. And then I, quit. Uh, the, I um. 
Like they had other songs. They were playing other songs. Yeah, too, I which- like that other song. That one song they were playing where the other guitarist. Dance Steve's with me tonight. On- yeah, where's it? Steve's on from Strange Wilderness. Yeah, yeah. That's all I see from him. Bears get their name from a football yeah. team in Chicago. He was actually <laughs> really, really funny in yeah, this he movie. Yeah, he was. He was really. He's trying to get girls the whole time, and they're ignoring him when yeah. they're at the pizza parlor. Oh my god, I love that. The end. So, so when the movie ends, uh, you know, Jimmy quits the, and then the the bass player take the original bass he player takes for the off. military. Leaves for the military. He takes off. They replaced by some guy. Wolfman. Wolfman. Who and they like? He's like, can he even play, and he just rips on the bass instantly. And they're like, okay, cool, yep. sounds good. Uh, and then Jimmy quits, and then the, so now you're left with Guy, and Guy's like, well, what am I gonna do? And then he uh, he goes to a jazz club. He meets his idol. Well, that was in the middle of the movie when he went to the jazz club. No, I know yeah. that, but I'm saying is that you know he meets his idol, and then in, at the when the movie's over, he's sitting in the studio, he's just, just kind of jamming by himself. Yeah, he's like, this is the first time I've been in a real studio, and he just does it. And then the guy, the engineer, Del Paxton. Behind, yeah, yeah, the guy behind the board just sits there. He's like, you want to lay it down? Del comes in, lays down a little. Piano and they beat, jam. And they jam. And then that... He that, gets a radio job, and he just gets a whole bunch of recordings of them talking about old times and jazz and absolutely. everything and, to, uh, to send to his radio I, job. I, I liked how, at the end of the movie, you show, like they showed you, okay, like, the, like this Where is what ended up. wonders. You yeah. know what I mean? So that was pretty cool. Um, this movie gets a, an easy seven, for I sure. Thought, I knew you'd like it because it's up your alley, and it's mm. a really easy watch because the music's upbeat. The characters yeah. are all likable besides Jimmy, but he's, he's likable in the sense that he's unlikable. He's a good character it, to kind of throw a wrench into everything. You need that. He's like Caleb from Kings Leon. He's better than he actually is. That's pretty is. much what it is. He was just the, the someone in the band had to be like the starving artist. Yeah, well, and you have to. There was things I liked in um, when they're because I just watched it with the landlord as she had never seen it. Um, when they're at the um, Hollywood Showcase on TV and it pops up what leads to his breakup with Liv Tyler that sorry girls he's engaged and that was lifted directly from when the first time the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan, um, I don't know Johnny Carson rather, and uh, it said about um, John Lennon. John Lennon said sorry ladies he's married. And um, they that, that was like there's all these little tie-ins to things well, that happen. The well, way they spell the wonders is like how the Beatles spell well, the Beatles. Well, they even said it that they're like they're com- like it's they're competing with the Beatles. Correct. Yeah. Which there was all kinds of bands on the come up at that point. The amount of one-hit wonders that came after the Beatles is crazy. So th- this seems very eerily familiar to the to the to the story of the Monkees. Very similar. Because yeah, the only thing that's different, obviously, the Monkees were put together for a TV show that became yeah, they a were band. supposed to be like a comedic well, type thing. More yeah, than anything for sure. Else. Then they tried to be a serious band. But yeah. They had the one daydream believer. Correct. You know, um, but I like yeah. Davy Jones. <laughs> Davey. I was thinking about the Brady Bunch movie. Girl, look what you've done to me. And Marsha's dancing with her and all, thumbs. And all the teachers are up there, but yeah. the kids are like, they're, what the fuck? The teachers are like getting moist, and the kids, but then they all start dancing to it. <laughs> but no, I really did enjoy this movie. I needed something fun after a couple of these movies where I'm just like, God damn it, it's fucking draining. Yeah. Watching some of this shit where like, oh, I got to sit here and think about, oh, what, what happened? What happened at the end? Oh, maybe this happened. I don't care. What's the shit interpretation? The I'm just like, Come on, man. Yeah, this is a really easy watch, and nice. being in the music world, I thought you'd really like it. Again, I love that song. That thing you do is a damn good song. It's fun. Like, and it's cool that it was Founds Away, you know, local boys mm-hmm. who didn't get big until they were in their 40s with uh, Stacy's mom. mom. And that's the only thing they really got big for. And, but and it's it, an iconic song at, at the same time. And the other song they wrote was about Hackensack, of all yes, things. Yes, correct. Hackensack is um, great. Which don't go visit Hackensack. It's a terrible place. <laughs> but uh, so a 7 out of 10 for that thing you do. 7. Cool. I knew you'd like that. Um, I'm glad you did. Or actually, if I wanted to score it by the way that they did at the Battle of the Bands, it is wicked. Wicked. Okay, wicked. It would win. <laughs> I like how wicked. before they went on in that movie, so, the mariachi band was the one that all the guys were like up for. Yeah, They're like dude. dancing to it. So I, I took a picture of the of the wheel of like what they said. So it says on the on the rank of you stink, not terrible, good, extra good, super, and wicked. wicked. This movie is okay, wicked. Okay, wicked. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Did you end up buying it? 
Uh, and did no. you watch the regular or the extended one? I didn't even know. I just, whatever I Okay, the extended on one has Brian Cranston in it. Was Brian Cranston in it at any point? Yes, he was. Okay, you had the extended, like two and a half hours? Yes. Yeah, I um, the extended ha- definitely gives more character depth. Yeah, it doesn't need to be two and a half hours. No, because the regular version is two hours and it's good like that. If you've seen, I mean, I saw this shortly after it came out. My dad rented it. So, like, seeing the extra stuff is kind of cool. You get a little more character depth things, um, specifically sure. with Guy. But, yeah, I agree with you. All right, so let's get into the album. Um, so, you, Taylor, you gave me an album that from a band that I had never heard of, Josh had never heard of, and you I, never heard of I, until the previous week. The week before. Um, the band is Spanish Love Songs. The album is called Brave Faces Everyone. Now, um, this is our 89th episode, which means I've been given short of the episodes where we switch. I will just say we've done 88 albums on this show. This is the 89th album on this show. There's actually been a couple where we did two albums, whatever. Sure. So we'll just round it. We'll say it's 90 albums sure. you've done. Sure, sure. My number one album that I've gotten on the show in this entire time is the Wonder Years, the Greatest Generation that has remained steadfast, and that was only like your third or fourth episode on the show, I think, something yep. like that. Yes, it was. Um, it has been displaced. Really, it has been displaced by Spanish Love Songs, Brave Faces, Everyone. Um, this is single-handedly the best album I've gotten on the show, and it's not a slight to any other albums. Just like uh, it's not a slight to the Wonder Years, it's not yeah, a slight to any of, of those. Um, I was absolutely floored by this album, start to finish, so much so that I didn't even go and grade songs because every song is a five. It's not worth it. When the album is as good as this album is, I don't need to spend time thinking about why one song is better than the other, why one stands out more than the other. Now, I have a favorite song, sure, but every song on here, I can, right now at least, I can put on any time and be amazed by it. So much so, the first time you've seen this happen, that I texted Josh and I said, Josh, listen to this album. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It was a only lot. like, what, the second day, the day yeah. after we recorded, so like, you need to listen to this. It was the same thing. It was one of those things where, like, you definitely showed your hand already, but, like, yeah. it's not a big deal. I know, I mean, it's, it's not, not good. Because, I mean, honestly, if I was, I had to post about where we're interviewing the lead singer anyway and mm-hmm. if they sucked I wouldn't want to talk to him just to, <laughs> unless I wanted to tell him he sucked yeah. um, so I, I didn't know imagine I, this is all one troll well, yeah, yeah you're just not, on the phone fucking fuck it sucks dude I just Ramon him right away <laughs> I would get so fucking um, mad at you no so I didn't know what to expect coming to this album I only knew that they were um, they're on tour with the Wonder Years that we just mentioned so I figured they had to be somewhat in the same genre and you said they're kind of pop punk um, the opening track Routine Pain um, the vocals surprised me right away. It starts out with that opening line, on any given day I'm a 6 of 10. And then when it picks up beyond there, when the instruments come in, it, it really just goes. And it's a great way to start the album and set the tone for the entire album. Um, Josh, what did you think when you heard that first song on the album? Uh, when I heard the first song on the album, now... Uh you guys know this. The audience might not know this about me so much. I'm very myst- nostalgic when it comes to I my You're going to say mysterious about no. it. By the way, did you mark down when we started this whole review? Nope. All right, two minutes ago. Just remember what time that is or write it down. Okay. Uh, I'm very nostalgic when it comes to my music. You know, I don't open up to new music very well uh, unless it's by my favorite band, which is Coheed and Cambria. Cool. You know, even... Uh, you can't even consider that new music because it's like, a, it's new from the band you love. Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. Uh, so when, when I first... Listen to um, Routine Pain. To Routine Pain, I I was kind of floored a little bit. I felt like, wow, you know, this is music by thirty-year-old emo kids about being a thirty-year-old emo kid. Yeah, exactly. and like I fucking felt it right here. Yeah, dude. that was the same thing. Like I right away, I was like, I, I, was, I I've said, I, I, I was gonna say when when he opens up the thing is you know at, at best I'm a sick. Yeah, and yeah. Then he I gave felt him, that. I, I yeah, literally I felt that. To, I've said to you a thousand times, like I like feeling what an artist was going through or what their mindset was when they wrote it, mm-hmm. and that song instantly set you up for the entire case. Uh, uh, 
bit of the album, the entire flow, ebb and flow of the album. Yeah. And it's not even like it's an angsty album per se, because the themes are are I wouldn't even I wouldn't call them like angsty or anything. I find a lot of them almost like inspiring and always thinking that things can get better. I mean, the whole the title of the album, Brave Faces Everyone, to me, um, that and this is a good way to segue. Album's called Brave Faces Everyone. The closing track on the album is Brave Faces Everyone. And I listen to those lyrics, and that song resonated with me more than any other song on the album. Um, I, it was by far my favorite song. And like I said, every other song is a five. But the, the concept of Brave Faces Everyone means that at some point in your life, you're going to be faced with something that you have no control over, something terrible, death in the family, an accident, illness, whatever. And this is when you have to be faced with being brave. And it's going to come to everyone at some point. And to me, it means, you know, you have to do it. And there's some things you can't control. And the themes of this album like that, from the songs like Loser and Losers Part, Losers and Losers Part 2, just kind of embracing who you are yeah. and realizing that some things are beyond your control from start a beachfront property to just have those dreams of grandeur to having that point in your life where you have these things that you always hope for yeah um there wasn't a second in this album that i was tuned out at any point Mm -hmm. it kept me hooked there were points in the middle of a song where i had to rewind a little bit because i had to catch a lyric again or catch a musical breakdown because beyond the lyrics the music's fantastic the drummer's great the guitarists are great the bass player is fucking awesome the key the keyboard player is fantastic absolutely um i i can't stress enough just you know the, the song optimism um it, optimism as a, le- a radical life change was phenomenal yeah uh, what, what was your favorite song on the album taylor i, I love beachfront property beachfront property was great man just just because i love the i love the chorus dude it's like uh, if 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 all these cities are the same uh, uh under doom and gloom or something like that yeah. it's like what well, maybe we could find our home in one yeah you exactly. know what i mean where it's like i looked at that as is like listen you can as so, as you and I who have lived in different states mm-hmm. at, at one point in our lives where we know, you know, I, I want some place to kind of run away from my problems, but like it Your doesn't matter. Follow you, man. It followed me. Yeah. And I, I, I found solace in the fact that it doesn't matter where I go. Shit stays the same, but it's, maybe I could find a home here. Yeah. Maybe it could, it, it's, it's taking where you are, what's going on and making the best out of a given Correct. situation. Like I, I could be in, I could be in fucking Utah right now. Your problems follow you no matter where you go. You know what I mean? And I could be in Utah. It could suck. It could suck ass in Salt Lake city, but I'm going to make this home. Correct. And I'm going to make this. Exactly. Work. Josh, what about you? What was your favorite song on the uh, album? My favorite song on the album was, uh, self-destruction as a sensible career choice. Fantastic. Um, Great. Second the, song on the, the album. The, the line towards the middle end of the song where uh, it's uh, thinking I just need a miracle, need about 30 goddamn miracles. Yeah. I fucking, I fucking <laughs> feel that all the time. No, dude. dude. They're, they're, like, yeah. It's just like every day shit fucking starts falling around me and I'm like, uh, I need everything to change right now. Yeah, no. I, I mean, there were so many different lyrics in that album that just resonated at different points uh, and again, it, it I listened to it probably 30 times this week. Yeah. Um, and actually how I first listened to it was um, the day after we recorded last week on Thursday, I got my car and Boomer and Geo were on commercial. Yeah. And if it's on commercial, I, j- I tend to switch to the album. And if I really like yeah. the album, I listen to it for the whole ride. And I was like, yo, after Routine Pain, I'm like, this is my shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I knew right away. And I don't know a band to easily compare them to. The closest one probably realistically is The Wonder Years. When you think about the, because there's a sense of storytelling to this album as well that falls in line with a, um, almost like a Bruce Springsteen kind of inspired thing. I picked up some Bruce vibes in that, that vein. But The Wonder Years would be the closest band from musically to lyrically. There was just nothing on this album that I can say is a single flaw. And I went back and I listened to the first album too, um, Schmaltz, I believe it's called. That sure. was really good too. Good but stuff. that was more of an angsty album. Yeah. This one had such a reservation 
such maturity and such a, a sense of themes and purpose to it that if someone listened to this album and told me it sucked, I'd call them a liar or just question their taste in music. I'm, I'd assume that they're a big fan of Young Boy Never Broke Again <laughs> if they told me this album sucks. Um, I mean, just from the slowest song on the album, Dolores was fantastic. I mean, I'm actually I'm absolutely blown away how much you guys actually like it, and I'm actually happy that people are finally saying, "Hey, Taylor, you have good taste in music." Yeah, you, do, one, you know what, dude, you do. I, you I always have. Fucking same. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that you're... Fuck you, Bob. The things, uh, I think the, rap. the things that you like... Is, is a good taste in music. But the one thing I give you credit for is that you try to try out everything. Yeah. I'm way more closed-minded. Josh's ways, we won't try certain things. Yeah. But the things that you really like tend to be really fucking good. Yeah. I very rarely disagree with you on those things. Which is nice. That's, a, that's one know, of the best um, compliments you could honestly give me. And I said this to Dan last week when we were texting in our side text about it, and I think that Assholes. you'll really enjoy what I'm about to say, because this is such high praise for me, because what I'm about to compare this to, and not really compare, but, but what I'm about to compare my feelings on this to are... Okay. are a top album. Okay. I told Dan that uh, 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 an album has not spoken to me lyrically, uh-huh. emotionally like this since 2006, and that's Census Fails Still Searching. Still Searching. Yeah, really? that was a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. But that's the last time an album really just fucking hit me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything that was going on in every song was exactly how I'm feeling yeah. in my life. Like, yeah. And it's and so crazy for, to relate to like that. For me, the, the one that I could, the closest one would be that Wonder Years album, and I remember the specific song was Passing Through a Screen Door, mm-hmm. and that song on this album for me is Brave Faces Everyone. Yeah. Um, there was just so much about that song that clicked with me and you know he it sounds like to me the way I fa- to look at that song was personal um, you know he talks about it almost implies that there was a major event in his life that kind of changed everything that he had to keep going back to things he didn't want to do was stuck in place stuck in motion even the same age he said at 23 I was tw- I just I was just about to turn 23 when my dad died and then all these plans changed and that song just fucking hit me it mm-hmm. was like and it wasn't like I was sitting there like Sobbing about, it. I was like, I this like it was like it was speaking to me, like Josh said. It's one of those things where it's like it's it, it, it's shitty to say it like this, but like in the moment when shit's going south, you're like, dude, I'm I, no one else is feeling yeah. this right now. And then when you hear someone like uh, like like Dylan from Spanish Love Songs, or even like even Dan Campbell, or, or it could be anyone, you know, yeah. anyone that is f- for better for better or worse, better off than you are at this current moment. And you're like, dude, he's a fucking same. Everyone goes through the same fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, and, and, and it helps relieve the stress. Yeah, and this album. It was. Uh, I played it for the landlord as well. Like she heard the opening song, she's like, "This is really good." See, like, I, that's the first thing I thought of was like, "I hope the landlord." No, likes she this. like. I, I think there's she been ones have. I showed her where she liked them, like she liked the Wonder Years, but this one, like we played it, we played it in the car on our way up to Albany this past weekend, and she's like, "This is really, really it's, good." It's awesome. And I've played it for a couple other people, and everyone's like, "I haven't heard a single person that I've told to listen to." I've told some people in advance of the episode is like, "Just listen to this." I'm, I'm, I haven't done that with an album you've given me ever. Yeah, or anyone's given me. I also I want to give a shout out to Greg. Greg's the one. Show, yeah, know, Greg, Greg deserves me. major props for uh, discovering this, and um, I think we can safely say we're all gigantic fans. Um, the, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to tell him when we're on, like, yo, make all your merch triple X, dick. Like, come on. <laughs> I can't buy shit. Be like, do you have a single trip? Why don't you ask for three... Large shirts, no, I, and I, we'll I, sew them together. I, I, I'm literally going to ask him. I go, listen, take every single piece of merch, piece of merch that you have, make make one triple X. I will buy every last one of them. It, I, I already bought a, I already bought the hat and the, and the vinyl. So like, I'm nice. Ready, you know, I yeah, um, I'm really excited to follow these guys now, and I'm excited to talk to Dylan because I, I feel like even with the, I'm still obviously going to listen to the album you give me this week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be listening to this album for a while. Like, I don't see this coming yeah. off the circulation for it's, a while. It's not going away anytime soon. No, it's, because I, I, I again. 
again, like what you said, albums that speak to you, um, like this is up there with me with The Ghost Inside, Valencia, The Wonder Years, and All Time, like shit like All Time Low, New yeah. Found Glory. I, and like I said, I'm all, forever and always, I will always be a pop punk kid, yeah. no matter how old I get. And even though, like, it sounds silly to say it like this, but like my parents literally told me, like when I said I'm going to go see The Wonder Years, my mother's like, who's that? And I like, they're they're right here. I, got uh, them I thought right she was going to be like arm. Fred Savage. Like I got them on my, like, <laughs> like I got them tattooed on my arm for a reason. And yeah. she's like, she's like, you're pushing, like you're pushing 30. Don't you think you're going to stop? I go, no. I go, the day I stop is the day I die. What do you, honestly, it, it, what do you, what does she mean? You're going to stop liking music? No, like if I'm going to stop like, like moshing and going to no, shows. No, dude, it's, I know, no, she wasn't being mean about no, it. She no, was, I, get what, I hear you saying. She was, but, just, she was like asking, cause like, you know, sometimes I come into work and I got fucking shiners cause I get beat sure. up and shit. I, I think that, um, you know, when it comes to that. I think it comes down to because I've been to shows with you where I've seen you mosh, and sometimes you don't, and sometimes it's just what you're feeling at that time. Yeah. And if the song in that moment, I've seen you get kicked right in the face. Some, <laughs> you, you, better be, you better be ready to mosh at ABR and fucking kill switch, dude. Uh, oh, that's different. Yeah, yeah, dude, my buddy Andrew's going. He wants, he wants me to go. I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm going. My buddy, you already so. are going. I know. No, no, no. I, that's what I said. Oh, I think you forgot again. No, I didn't forget again. Well, I did, and then he bought a ticket, and then I'm like, dude, my bad. I'm like, yo, and I. So paid now he has it. an extra ticket. Yeah, but I paid for it. You paid for. He could have just sold it. No, I felt bad. Who so was I, this that did that? No, it's it's, uh, it's my buddy. Okay, yeah. Um, I I really can't stress enough, and I'm sure Josh is the same way. Just how good this album is. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're looking for something new, something you haven't heard, if you like pop punk, if you don't like pop punk, put on Brave Faces, everyone, by Spanish Love Songs, and ride with it, and listen to the lyrics, listen to the music. Um, also a self-produced album, which is pretty fucking cool too. Um, I'm really rooting for these guys. Uh, I am a huge fan now, and I'm really excited to talk to so, them. This, this is also the first album on the, when they just signed the Pure Noise Records. The fact this came out in two, this this came out only a couple weeks ago. Yeah, February seventh, twenty twenty, I believe was the release date. Which is crazy to me. Um, but again, they just signed the Pure Noise Records, and Pure Noise has a stacked lineup. That's awesome. Are they so, like the A twenty four of uh, record labels right now? Not yet, but they're they're getting there. They're cool. signing all these up and coming young bands on top of having already established artists like Knocked Loose, gotcha. State Champs, and uh, Senses Fail, Less yeah, Than okay, J, gotcha. Four Year Strong. Gotcha. So the Pure Noise is really. For lack of a better term or a shitty pun, they're making a lot of noise yep. in, in the scene right now, which I'm very happy cool. about. All right. Well, um, the, I guess the official score for Brave Faces, everyone, is a six out of five. Yeah, okay. Um, it's going to be the first six. So it uh, gets two, three, six thumbs two, way, four, six, yeah. way the fuck up. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Um, t- Josh, do you want to do the uh, f- shots sure. for cunts? Sure. Uh, shots for read? cunts. Shots for cunts. Shots for cunts. Cunts for shots. Cunts for likes. <laughs> they stink. They suck. Guess what, bros and broads? What? <laughs> Fuck you. Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast is bringing video into the mix, or has brought video into the mix. We keep saying they are bringing right, a new one, damn it. A long time ago. Uh, not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern. Streaming podcasts will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories. Streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Get the milk fudges titties. Go to the websites below that I'm about to speak to you. And watch and enjoy the assholery. I'm about to read to you. Twitch.tv slash shots for likes podcast. Mixer.com slash shots for likes. Visit shots for likes podcast.com or don't. And click on the YouTube icon up top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us. And as always, don't, don't be cunts. cunts. All right. So okay, to- fuck it. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so in about a half hour, we're going to talk Dylan of Spanish love songs. Um, we get some stuff out of the way. So last week, um, I gave my Perot's nose about Birds of Prey not doing too hot at the yeah, box no, office. I need to pull back on one here and say that I was wrong on a movie doing well at the box office. And it became the largest opening weekend for a video game film of all time. And that was Sonic the Hedgehog. $64 really? million dollars it did. Yeah. Um, That's not bad. Hey, you know what? And the reviews for it are pretty good. I haven't heard anything bad about Neither it. Neither have I. Um, you know what? Good for them. I didn't even realize that uh, Sonic was John Ralphio. Really? Was it really? No, yeah. it's not. That's, it's been God, yeah. That's awesome. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Sonic is the worst. <laughs> um, I, I And it's funny because it, it also shows you why Birds of Prey probably shouldn't have been rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have done better if it was a PG-13 movie. Yeah, sure. They changed the name of the they, movie, That's how you dude. know that's they awesome. fucked up is when they changed the name of a title. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And that's, it's supposed to be pretty good, too. Like what I, I haven't heard a ton of negative things about it. I heard it's more or less ordinary. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I don't plan to see it until it comes no, out. I'll stream it. Um, but there is another movie that it turned out to be pretty good that they changed the name of, and that's one of our uh, recent favorite Tom, uh, Tom, Tom Cruise Edge movies, of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, which yeah. became Live, Live, Die, Repeat. And then they changed it back to Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I think it became Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, but Live, yeah. Die, Repeat's fucking cool name. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow was cool too, but they didn't know what it meant. They didn't know what the movie was about. They yeah. thought it was like the lake house. They thought <laughs> it was like a rom-com. Um, and that's one of my favorite sci-fi movies in the last decade. Yeah. Um, it, it it kind of sucks to see that. Like, I'm, I'm, I think it's cool for Sonic. I still think they're gonna have a really hard. They're gonna do really well internationally. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when they had to go back and redesign Sonic, that probably is gonna change the amount of profit they can make. But a 64 million dollar opening weekend for a franchise where they haven't had a video game out in how long? I was gonna say I haven't had an I, like I, I never wasn't even the biggest Sonic fan when I was. A I love the old Sonic games. Sonic and Knuckles was my shit. Um, I played all of them. I had them all in Sega. Yeah. Shit, dude, I was just playing Sonic. On my my PlayStation last week, really? Because I had they released it for free on PlayStation Store, um, PlayStation Plus a few months ago. That's not bad. And it's got like the first like three Sonic games on it. I remember I played it on like Game Gear back in the day. Yeah, they that was, was they like, were the fun. One. They were fun games yeah. for what they were at the time. They were they were faster paced than the Mario games. It was a little more challenging than Mario games. But then it Sega in general just just shit the bed. They tanked. You know when they released the uh, the Sega CD, it was just an attachment to it. Mm-hmm. And then the Sega Saturn wasn't. It's like Dreamcast was a great system. Sega Saturn well, was nice, dude. It, it, Dreamcast was a phenomenal system. Like, it, you could play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on the N64, the PlayStation 1, and the Dreamcast, and it was best on the Dreamcast when it came to look and gameplay. Yeah. But they marketed it terribly. They didn't have any exclusive titles. And there were only, like, two good games. Yeah. You know, the Sonic game and then Crazy Taxi. Yeah, Crazy Taxi, which Crazy eventually Taxi was on everything. Anyway. was the fucking dude, best. And even better than Crazy Taxi was uh, the Simpsons uh, Road Rage game. Oh, Road yeah. Rage and Hit and Run. That game was great. Um, but uh, I was happy to see Sonic did pretty well. Not that I have any plans to see it, but it's cool to see that they can prove that a video game adaptation can be successful if they actually put some heart into it. And they actually, this is a case where Twitter outrage paid off, it looks like. Yeah. Although the movie really would have been the same, but people would have just been crying what he looked like the whole time. Yeah. You can't radically change a character and not have people just ruin it for him. I don't care what a fucking hedgehog looked like, dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, did you guys <laughs> see the first look at Pattinson as Batman? Robert yeah. Pattinson. What do yeah. you think? 
think. Just Which really cool. Justin sent it to me immediately and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm in. So did you notice the, cool. the bat logo on his chest? It's made up of the gun that killed his parents. That's what the actual emblem is made of on his chest. And he looks like the Gotham by Gaslight Batman more than anything else. Like the cape's a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, I'm, they're apparently it's going to be very dark, which is kind of what I think they should do. There's already stuff leaking out from the set of them filming it. Uh, it's kind of crazy that people can just sit there and record on their phones as they're filming things. Like I saw some of the footage of like Batman fighting people in the middle of like a park, and I'm like, all right. I, I don't know why. Like, why are they allowed to do that? Don't they sign like NDAs the entire well, time? It's just people like walking by in the street because they close off like a city block. And oh, then I, you can I just zoom in. I thought you're talking about they're on no, like a sound stage. Like, no, it's like they're on oh, the location. Oh, on, and this okay, is also happening then. right now with uh, the Matrix that they're well, filming. I mean, There's all kinds of footage leaking out of them filming that. They did that with uh, they did that in uh, Avengers Endgame. They did that with uh, what the the Batman movie. Well, that was a lot. See, most of that stuff wasn't on location because obviously you have certain. There's so much CGI in it. Well, I was gonna say when they were filming uh, the Dark Knight in Newark. Yes, they were filming it. So like you saw Dark Knight Rises, they were filming in Newark too. Yeah, both yeah, of them. So, yeah. yeah, so like you, like you saw Heath Ledger on the skateboard. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You saw all that stuff. So if I mean if you're they can't tell you if you're not on the set that you can't record from where you're standing. They can't oh, make you leave. Yeah, right. And there's all kinds of ones leaking out of the Matrix Four. And Keanu's like Neo, but with a beard. That's and awesome. Like one of the f- uh, shots is uh, it's supposed to be Neo and uh, Trinity, but they're stunt doubles, obviously. But they're jumping off a building. So I'm like, all right, I'm in. You don't got to tell me anything else. It, it like one of them's him with the beard walking through in the trench coat. I, I really hope this is good. Yeah. Like I hope that their transition also helped them discover their creativity because they have not made a good movie in a long, long What's time. The, uh, so I, obviously we know Keanu's in it. We know yeah. that. Um Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. What about, is um, what about Larry Morgan? Fishburne? What about Weaving? No, he is not in it. Really? Is Which is annoying. I need, well, I need it, Smith. Dude. It was because of um, a scheduling conflict, from oh, what I understand. Man. Um, but they did cast the main dude from Mindhunters in it. Um, and I feel the main guy that like comes up with all these ideas, he's probably going to be the agent, I would think of. Yeah. I don't think Larry Fishburne's in it. Really? Um, I don't what about think so. Lawrence Fishburne? Uh, no, no. <laughs> two different people. <laughs> they they are. They're, there's two careers here. Larry Fishburne is Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne is Morpheus. Yeah. It, it's factual. He was Larry Fishburne up until like right around Boys in the Hood, and then all of a sudden he was Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah. Apocalypse Now. And then, and then he brought Larry Fishburne back when he or, was uh, when he was uh, taking over the Bowery and yeah. John Wick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. I I'm I really hope they do something cool with it. Uh. It, it's one of those franchises. Like I like two and three. I'm I like I all of them. It, they each have their faults. Like two go too long. Maybe three gets a little too outside of what the Matrix was, but I liked all that shit. The fighting in Zion. Oh, dude, that's the best. That the was final my, battle I at the like, end. That was my, my biggest shit. complaint with two was that there was too much CGI. Like some of it looks silly. Like that park fight can look really goofy when you watch it. At the time, it was yeah. dope. But like the scene on the highway in two is awesome, but it goes about ten minutes too long. Um, the whole thing with the Merovingian, besides his incredibly hot wife <laughs> with her big old titties hanging out, yeah. I like that. But I'm hoping they can change something up. I like to at the end of the third one I liked the the showdown with Smith and Neo That's, at the end was that amazing. shit was great that, was that awesome. shit was great yeah. now the re- I guess the reason that they can bring back both Morpheus and Trinity and if you've play, ever played any of the Matrix video games and they're they have like an, they had like an online thing that was going to like three years ago yeah. where they've continued the story is that both Ma- uh, Neo and Trinity were Trinity as well were basically programs in the Matrix which is why they can come back and why someone like Lawrence Fishburne wouldn't be able to so I guess that would make sense but would him having a cameo in some way surprise you what no. 
so on I wonder, that at all. I would think so because he was such an integral part of yeah. the entire franchise. I was thinking like I don't even know what other movies coming out right now that I'm like actually like hyped for. Like it's a pretty like I, I, I it's, can't. Yeah, it's it's like it's uh, it's uh, slow. Well, yeah, this is right after the Oscars. They're kind of building up for the like I I do want to see um the B- Black Widow movie, but I'm not excited for. It. I don't even know if I'll see it in the theater. You know, uh, like I'm a lot more hyped for the things that are coming out on TV and on streaming. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. You know, Mandalorian season two already being so close. And Sasha Banks is in it. Yeah, she for just some got reason. cast, which is um, weird. Maybe her and Gina Carano Clone will get it on Friday. Clone Wars comes out on Friday. That's right, the final season. Really um, excited for that. You know, you got Falcon and Winter Soldier. You got Loki, both coming out this year. Yeah, it's definitely more in the TV show realm where I'm excited. Stranger Things four. Stranger Things four. Did you? Okay, so we had a conversation about Stranger Things four. Um, brief conversation about the teaser. Teaser came out on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, forty seconds. It's in Russia. They're on the train tracks, and then it cuts to a guy's back and turns around a topper. Yeah. You were annoyed. Mm-hmm. It didn't annoy me because I I, I knew it was. We it. knew, but yeah. like it's one of those things. You know, they left it open ended. Answer it in the show. Now, in theory, though, because of the way Stranger Things is and the way the storylines go and how there there's these elements of uh, like crossing over. Like obviously, it looked like he died in the like, last season. Like with John Edwards. Yes, like with John Edwards. Correct. <laughs> I, I'm seeing someone. I'm seeing someone. It's uh, John. No, not John. Joe. Joseph. John. Jamie. Okay. <laughs> he just keeps guessing names until he gets something right on the J. Um, I, I guess because Stranger Things, it didn't bother me as much, not just because I knew he was alive, but also because the world that they work in there can introduce elements that would be the surprise for how he gets there and how he shows up. So I, I think it's going to come down to execution to s- decide if a teaser was uh, a, a spoiler or not. Yeah, no, been- I, I don't have a problem with them with them showing that because again, it was exactly what you said, the process of him getting to where, where however the hell he got there. How he comes back. Is- it's more of like a what the fuck. How do you know we know he's mean? not coming? Like how he's not like actually a Russian there. Like how he's not been programmed. Like he's like at a, a Nigerian candidate thing going on. Oh, like Jesus. there's all these different ways they can do it. I mean, there's reveals and trailers that I that bothered me. Like in the Pet Cemetery remake where they gave away the big twist that it was the daughter getting hit by the truck and not the son. Yeah. That annoyed me more because that is something that would have been so shocking in the, in the movie. In this one, it's not going to be shocked if they didn't show this. We're not going to be shocked when Hopper shows up. Yeah. But I I get the premise of what you're saying. Because there was an element of me is like shit. There was a sign like, should I be annoyed by this? You know, like it just. It, I feel like it keeps happening in trailers. Like, like Dark Phoenix was not a good movie, but it got it killed itself by showing that Mystique died in the trailer. Yes, that see that that's a good point. And no, there's definitely trailers that give away too much, and often it's because they don't have much going on. Like that, the new Fast and the Furious trailer. They gave away. You weren't mad about them giving away that he was back. <laughs> you know why? Because like I, it's so dumb that it, like okay, with the way that the fucking franchise is going, it could be any number of things. He could have a twin brother that they never talked about. It could be time travel because yeah. Vin Diesel drove around the world in a car like fucking Correct. Superman and Superman 2. Correct. All right. Why don't we do our, our picks for this week? All right. Um, and then uh, we'll, in about 20 minutes, we'll be talking to Dylan. Uh, you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. So I'm going to give you, again, a, an option between two things here. Okay. I'm going to give you an option between a newer A24 film. Okay. And a movie that just came out on Amazon Prime this past week or two that they've been hyping up uh, incredibly. I saw it already, um, but it just got released on Amazon Prime. So it's an A24 film or the Amazon Prime film. Give me the Amazon Prime film. Okay, the Amazon Prime film. Uh, this is Shia LaBeouf. This is the movie that he wrote when he was in rehab okay. that is loosely based on his life. Pretty strongly, in fact. Um, Honey Boy, it's called. Um, premise of the movie is pretty simple. Uh, Shia LaBeouf plays uh, the father of this kid that is a child star, um, and it goes through their relationship. There's also uh, Lucas Hedges, is the, the guy that plays the adult version of the kid on Child Star. There's like flashback storytelling. Okay. Right after he gets a DUI and he's in rehab and he's trying to reconcile 
with his relationship with his father. Um, and uh, Shia was phenomenal in this film. Lucas Hedges was great, and the kid that plays the young version of uh, the, the kid that's supposed to be young Shia LaBeouf on Even Stevens okay. was fantastic. Um, there, there's a lot I really liked about this movie. Uh, the writing I thought was phenomenal, and the fact that we know Shia LaBeouf wrote it when he was in this very dark place, and it helped him repair his relationship with his father makes it resonate more. Um, and it, it deals with uh, alcoholism. It deals with a strange relationships. Um, it, it's it's charming. It's funny. Uh, I don't think it's anything spectacular. So I'm not trying to hype it up like I okay. absolutely loved it. But I really, really enjoyed it. It's about an hour and 40 minutes long. Um, I think you're going to like this one. I think we're both big Shia LaBeouf fans. We actually like him a lot. Yeah, at this point. As an actor. I yeah, mean, he's pretty damn good. Besides Eagle Eye. Uh, trash. Um, but this one I really like. It's on Amazon Prime. You'll see the, the hints to the kind of movies he filmed. I think the first shot, it's supposed to look like it's on Transformer set. Right. And then you could see the things that are similar to what happened in his life. Um, read about it a little bit. But um, this got great reviews. People loved it. And uh, Shia is one of the best working actors out there today. For as crazy as he is, he's a fucking great actor. Yeah. He's definitely, I mean, you gotta be so, Lawless. You gotta, you lawless be, fucking rules. You gotta be a certain type of yeah, crazy. So, pick for the week is Honey Boy. Alright, cool. My pick this week is actually the side project of Dan Campbell, The Wonder Years. Okay. Uh, the album this week is Aaron West, oh, excuse me, Aaron West and the Roaring Twenties. That's the name of the band. And uh, the album is We Don't Have Each Other. Uh, this came out in 2014. Again, this is a side project by from What's Dan the name Campbell. of the album? Uh, we Don't Have Each Other. Again, like I said, this is a side project of the Dan Campbell from The Wonder Years, the lead singer. Um, Not the former Dolphins interim head coach? Nope. Um, <laughs> who, who, sh- who shouldn't have been fired, quite frankly. And uh, He wasn't retained. He wasn't fired. Same thing. Um, it's it's the same way when the Yankees said, yeah, you know, Girardi, get out of here. Yeah, uh, but no, no, but uh, this album is really good. It's, it's much more acoustic than it is anything else. I mean, it's a little more slowed down, slow, okay. soft rock. Um, but there are uh, very, very, like, very, like, down and deep and really dark acoustic songs. Like, it's re- it, it, it covers a certain source material that is very dark and it is something. It is, okay. it is told in such a way that it is very captivating, but it is also at the same time very depressing. Okay, cool. Um, I like I love acoustic shit in general. Yeah. Some about it. Um, I want to highlight the song Grapefruit specifically. Grapefruit? Yeah, Grapefruit. Okay. Um, specifically because it is just so... Um, like masterfully told as a uh, from a point of view of a single father. Okay. Um, cool, so cool. it is really, really, really cool, and um, is probably one of my absolute favorite, uh, absolute favorite records I've heard in the last couple of years. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, his side project. I'm really happy he decided to do cool. something. Well, I love his voice, and I feel like in an acoustic setting, it would be even better. Yeah. Because he's got this weird for that genre, like soul, soul kind of voice. He, he's it's it's very distinctive. Like you could you could pick out a Wonder Years song or Dan Campbell's voice out in a you know, in a crowded room. What are you looking at? I just realized I'm annoyed at Jewel Packaging. Why? Because the J and the L are the exact same thing. They're just kind of flipped. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I really don't dig that. Um, uh, I need to write a letter. Too, too fucking bad. This is upsetting to me. Although I will say, now looking at it a little closer, it is a slightly different hook. Um, like, that almost looks like a penis that hooks, and that one would be a really fucked up penis if it hooked. Sure. But I don't like that they're the same thing. The L should be... Jagged. It should be like a ninety degree angle. This is not a ninety degree angle. So I, wa- as I was, you know, talking about my album, I watched the, the I watched the gear start to turn, and I said, and I saw you just pick it up and start staring at it like this, I, and then you do the thing that the people with glasses do. They take their glasses. I was down like, I need to look down. at this closer, and, I, and I'm watching you look at it. And well, I'm like, what? What? what I saw it from now? upside down, and I was like, this is bullshit. I don't like this. It almost looks like someone just shrugging, like with their hands up, like like the shrugging me uh, emoji. I don't like that. I don't like advertisement. 
advertisements that do dumb things. And they need to step their game up because they're going to have a hard time selling stuff with all these new stupid laws about them. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I, I Shout out my piece of shit 7-Eleven in Clifton, New Jersey. Well, they tried to charge me $35 for it. I, I drove five minutes down the road to Passaic. And I remember when you texted me. I was like, yeah, they're going to be allowed to do whatever they want. And they charged me sixteen fifty at a different one. I'm good. Fucking yeah, assholes. it's it's weird. Like it's like uh, the the Tiger Mart in town. Like to get a pack is like twenty one fifty, and w- then the quick check it's like seventeen bucks. I, I was in there a couple days ago, and I bought two uh, I bought two big uh, two big bottles of uh, vitamin water. And the guy who worked there, this old fucking piece Charged of shit. Thirty dollars for a bottle of vitamin this water. This old fucking piece of shit man who works there, act, like he accidentally knocked into me, right? And it, I dropped it, and it spilled all over the goddamn floor. So I said, "Fuck it, you know what? I, I just want one. I don't even want to go back and get another one." <laughs> Dude, fucking the vitamin off. waters, their their caps suck because if you drop a vitamin water a cap, it just shatters. So like, who decided to make you make the bottle out of glass? You don't make the cap out of glass. So it was the big one, and it spilled all over. So he's you know I, I go up and I, he's like and he char- and I see him and he charges me for two, and I go I go I, I, I go I only have one. He goes yeah, but you dropped the second one. I go because you fucking ran into me, and he goes what what you what am I gonna pay for? I go yeah, you're gonna pay that for. Just it. reminded me I'm not paying that, for it. It just made me think of when we got Jeremy a brand new iPhone phone at the uh, Apple store. And literally, as this interaction is happening, the first thing that pops into my head is the Kirby Enthusiasm fucking song. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, how is this old piece of fucking shit going to sit there and try to charge me and uh, for another I drink that he spilled? I wouldn't have even bought the one vitamin water at no, that point. No, I didn't. I walked I, out. I would have just walked out. Dude, I walked out. And then, and then I go back a couple days later and they try to charge me like $35 for Jewel Pods. And I go, are you, fuck- I go, are you fucking kidding me? I go, I, dr- I go, the 7-Eleven down the road sells it for sixteen fifty, and he's like, "Well, why don't you go there?" I go, "You're a piece of well, shit." Especially you know because Seven Elevens are technically independently owned. I know that they're yeah. allowed to. They're franchises, so right. they're allowed to do that. It's kind of like a Domino's could, in theory, just charge you sixty dollars for a pie, mm-hmm. and Papa John will eat like forty of them in thirty days. Oh, he didn't actually. Do I know that, what though, a dude. Like this guy. Okay, they need Wait, to... he did it. He went on, and then H three called him out so hard on their show. I don't get like why people are still even giving this guy a microphone to talk into now to. To be fair, if he started the Papa John podcast, I'd listen to it at least once. I would need to hear like what he's going to talk about, like how the ingredients in his pizza aren't really fresh, of and course. how his his chain is doing better now that he's gone. Like, when's the last time you even had a Papa John's pizza? I'd like for him to. Uh, when, when I'd like for him to interview Mike Francesa. Do you remember when Mike's epic rant about his failing pizza ratings? <laughs> yep. What the fuck are pizza ratings? Wait, I always hated Papa John, and I discovered that I can't say always. I discovered this a few years ago in the commercials. Is that his teeth move when he talks, but his lips don't? I think I pointed that when I was watching football with you one day. But yeah. I noticed his teeth were moving, but the lips were staying perfectly in place, like he's fucking Joan Rivers. Dude, like he constantly looks like he's on cocaine. He. Dude, he probably is. There's pictures of him like partying with Jerry Jones and shit, looking coked out of his mind. Dude. While Jerry Jones is pounding gash that's like 40 years his junior. Dude, he's, he's just fucking sitting there sweating so bad. Swe- he's sweating like a whore in church. I love those pictures of Jerry Jones with the clearly very young girls where he just looks completely shit-faced. What kind of shame, or no shame, would a woman have to have? I understand he's a billionaire, but you're gonna let him fucking pump a load in you of just dust just because he's a billionaire and he owns the cowboy? Like, yeah, he's gonna, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come. And it's just gonna either be like a little bit of fucking veggie juice <laughs> Or dust, like just prune juice coming out of his fucking pee hole. Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's the weirdest color you've ever come, Taylor? Go. What? What? <laughs> what, the, what kind of a fucking? What's the weirdest is that? color? There's no, blood. What are you talking about? You ever come blood? No. You haven't been fucking enough. Okay, good. If you fuck enough, your blood, your cum will have blood in it. Okay. 
Do you want to try? No, I don't want to try. No, I'll fuck you. Oh, good. Listen, another shitty pun. Take the load off me. Uh, put the load on you. Thanks. <laughs> Dump it on you. Uh, Take you the load off me. Yeah, that's a good song. I like that one. Fuck you. Did you see the... Uh, the Harriet Tubman no. debit card. What? they made one? So it's like, I think it's a Visa card. Um, yeah, it's a Visa card. But she's throwing up Wakanda Forever in it. No way. I swear to God. Like, she's throwing up Wakanda. Now they need to make a crossover movie of Harriet. Credit card. Black Panther. What the fuck is that? She's literally throwing up Wakanda Forever. Josh. Josh. <laughs> This is fucking stupid. This is dumb. Like, who in marketing was like, okay. Wakanda forever. Okay, stupid. here's the thing. If Black Panther had, like, tanked and it was, like, a cult film, I'd buy that no. they didn't know. No, it was but Black Panther picture. was one of the biggest fucking movies in the last ten years. Everyone knew Wakanda forever because it was in memes, it was in videos, it was in fucking TikToks and probably Vines, even though Vine didn't exist. Everyone knows Wakanda forever. Then you throw it up. Like, why don't you just put her in the Jesse Owens Black Panther? Or that's not Jesse Owens. That was no, the Hitler guy. No, no. Well, yeah, no, that's Jesse Owens. No, no. The, the Black Panther at the Olympics was different. The two guys that went on the stand and did that. That's Jesse Owens. Was that Jesse Owens? 1936. Jesse Owens. No, no, in, no. In, no, not the famous picture. I'm telling you, he didn't throw up the Black pa Look, pull up the Black Power fist at the Olympics because it was in color. It's Jesse Owens, 1936. That's that the wasn't one. that wasn't the fist at the Olympics. I'm telling you, that wasn't because they wore the gloves and they were reprimanded. And Jesse Owens just won at the Olympics. And he was also a teammate of Jackie Robinson's. Really? Um, yeah. But uh, uh, 1968. Tommy 1968. Smith and Tom John Carlos. Tommy Smith and John Carlos were the two that did the Black Panther fist at the Olympics. Jesse Owens is the one that won in Nazi Germany. He, there was no Black Panther fist at that point because once he got back to America, he was treated just as bad as he would have been in uh, Nazi Germany. It's exhausting being friends with you. Well, well, I'm sorry that you confused your race race relations at the Olympics. Um, want to talk about the Munich terrorism attack? Well, I just want to watch the movie. It's a great movie. It's a fucking great movie. This is the line fucking it, Munich! And knocked up when he goes, usually Jews are getting their ass kicked in the movies, and this one, the Jews are kicking ass in the movie. <laughs> it, and that's the only movie that's ever referenced Munich. Yeah, ever. facts. Like, I've never heard anyone... Munich is super underrated in general. It's a very good movie, yeah. Like, it has the same type of honestly I think it's suspense is even more than what Argo has because there's that scene specifically when they have the phone set up on the bomb uh, the bomb set up on the phone yeah right and then he thinks the kid is gonna pick up the phone uh -huh. and Eric Bana fucking rules yeah he's really good. Eric Bana should have been the best Hulk we've ever had but he got the worst Hulk movie yeah. that Ang Lee Hulk movie is so bad I I, th <laughs> I think about it, like the villain in the movie Isn't was Tyler. Liv Tyler's no, Liv Tyler's in the one with Ed Norton. Oh, um, this was Jennifer Connelly in this one, and Nick Nolte was his father. Mm -hmm. And Nick Nolte ends up being the villain, and then he fights a big uh, mutated dog, a three-headed dog. <laughs> um, and in it, he, he fights Fluffy from Harry Potter. Pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And then his father turns into like a mutant mutation mutation cloud or whatever, and fights him. Nick Nolte. It was so boring. It looked cool, like the visuals on it, but they made him too green for one. Yeah, and the shorts were too purple. The shorts were too purple. He got bigger the more he got shot, so at some point he became King Kong. <laughs> like, it was it was ridiculous. Do you remember that PlayStation 2 Hulk game that came out back in the day? It was, like, called, dude. No. Hulk Smash or yeah, something? Yeah, that was it. great. Yeah, you just ran around and you smashed You just ran it. around. You could take tanks and spin them around and it throw them. fucking awesome. The, PlayStation 2 had some low-key, very good Marvel games. The Punisher game was fucking great. The Punisher game was crazy. I played it on Xbox. Dude, it was fucking great. Like, it was just literally. That final boss fight you game was Determine so how to torture them, and there's oh, like dude. four. Uh, it was basically Manhunt Punisher. Yeah. 
Pretty much. Manhunt was wild. The, the Spider-Man 2 video game was great that was when really that came good. out. Yeah. Um, and I'm wrong. I think it was... Oh, no. Marvel Ultimate Alliance was my shit when yeah. that came out. I like, I like the second one better. The second but the, fir- the first one was great when you when you figured out how to unlock Blade and you were like... Yo, I always rules. played as Blade. Blade yeah. was like the one I always wanted. I always did the Fantastic Four. I was a big Fantastic Four fan. Which Fantastic Four uh, character did you want to play as? Uh, I always played as Human Torch. Human Torch? Human the Human Torch was the not a bank loan. <laughs> um, I, I know... Who is it that wants to reboot um, Fantastic Four I just read about? Again, um, John Krasinski. John Krasinski wants Good, to do, do it. it. They they got to get that one right at some point. See, I, my argument has always been against Fantastic Four is that I think it's a really hard one to do because it's way more kitschy than like stuff in the Avengers is. It's a really goofy one. Even in the comics, it was goofier. But I I didn't think they could fuck up the the remake worse than they did the original one. I don't hate the first original two Fantastic Fours. There's some things I like about them. Silver Surfer was bad. It wasn't good. The, but, Silver Surfer but was bad. It was cool and glad. What, what, that was La- yeah, it was Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> I thought it was cool when Galactus came. That was fine, but everything else in two sucked. Yeah, it was. Um, the first one wasn't the worst. Actually, the guy that played uh, Victor Von Doom was fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, I was bummed because the, when they remade it with Miles Teller, it's, it looked that cast was great. Dude, it, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Rooney Ma- was it Rooney Mara or the other Kate, Mara? Kate, Kate Mara, Mara and someone else uh, Dude, that played the thing. It, it was, it, again, another movie that sold you on a great trailer. All these movies have great trailer trailers. Was great, and trailer then was then, you, then you see the movie. I don't. I don't know if anyone even saw it. Did you see? You were hyped for it. You saw it, and after you were like, after it came out, you're like, I'm not hyped anymore. Yeah. I just garbage. never. I, I didn't hear anyone say anything good about it. I'm just happy it didn't derail the. Uh, it didn't derail the careers of um, of uh, Miles Teller, Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan. Well, they were already pretty established were, as like. Michael B. Jordan was on the wire. No, but what yeah. I'm but what I'm saying is is that a movie that bad that had that could, kind of hype it could ruin it, your career. It could have it could have gone catastrophe wise. I mean, it, those those two. I mean, when you think about the worst like of the comic book movie. Movies since the whole era, uh, we'll say it started with X Men. The really bad ones are obviously Catwoman is probably like the Ooh. the Citizen Kane of bad comic book movies. Yep. Um, Daredevil's really bad. Mm-hmm. I like Daredevil. Electra. Daredevil's fun. Electra's trash. Electra's really bad. Daredevil's not good. There's some things I like in Daredevil, but then you get to that like uh, playground fight. It's really stupid, and all the kids are just playing while they're fighting. Like they don't even pay attention to it. I, I love, love it. Uh, that from. All the rumors pretty much seem to point to Charlie Cox coming into the MCU. I hope so, because he's a great daredevil. From what I read is that uh, the the basic plan is to insert him into Spider-Man first. That's the right way to do it, because, yeah. and then in theory, you could also then bring in Punisher at some point, because yeah. that's how they all come to be. Mm-hmm. That's the right way to do it. I actually remember, there was a Spider-Man game on Nintendo 64 that was awesome, and there's one scene, one part level, where you climb up the walls and crosshairs keep going over you as Punisher's trying to shoot at you. Yeah. Um, I really want Bernthal to continue with Punisher, because mm-hmm. he, he's not just a great, he's a great Frank Cat. Um, he captures the humanity of the character perfectly that no one had really been able to do. Yeah. Although, one of the most underrated comic book movies of this whole era was or, uh, was the Punisher War Zone with Ray Stevenson. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that, no, it's fucking that. awesome. It is yeah. so over the top. It's like basically watching um, Shoot Him Up as the Punisher, mm-hmm. more or less. And Ray Stevenson fucking rules. Going back to Carnival. See, that's the thing. I wasn't even a big Shoot Him Up fan. I don't know I love Shoot Him so Up. Shoot Him Up was so... Clive Owen and that is so ridiculous. Well, yeah. The carrots. <laughs> well, maybe I'm getting. I got them confused with rock and roll a lot. I didn't like rock and rock and roll. I didn't love. Shoot 'em up was a blast. It, it was so ridiculous. It, there's there should be zero reason you wouldn't like shoot 'em up. Like that's like your wheelhouse of I, movies. I'm pro- I'm probably getting the two confused because I can't stand rock. And was roll. rock and roll a guy 
Ritchie? Was that one that he directed? Because he's a really overrated director. I would think so. I just remember there was. Uh, little, I, I remember Sna probably. Snatch fucking rules. I just remember there was one time when I was like when I was still living at Greg's. Greg's like you have to watch this. Movie Rock and Roller was a bomb. And it was. Awful. It was such a disappointment because I remember Snatch, Lockstock, as... um, Lockstock, and Two Smoking Barrels is really good. That was almost as bad as when I came home. He goes, Gary told me to watch this movie, Event Horizon. Event fucking... Horizon's great. Yeah, but like I wasn't ready it's for that. Twisted, I wasn't ready for the it's fucking. It's actually on Netflix right now. I wasn't ready for the Dead from Jurassic Park to fucking go nuts. Yeah, he. Um, I Event Horizon is one of those ones where I really hope at some point <laughs> I, they get the director's cut out there because it's even more twisted than the original. I, I just love that. I, I, I come home and then Greg goes, Gary told me about this movie. I'm like, of course I, Gary told who, me about who this was, movie. Who, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. Lawrence, that plays him. Lawrence Fishburne. No, I'm, uh, who plays the, the guy from Jurassic Park who uh, is in it. Um, oh my God. I, I the dad know, from I, the first one. I know. He's not even the dad. He's just the guy. Oh, I thought he was the dad. No, he wasn't. There was no... He was the... Because the kids were the grandchildren of the... Uh, Welcome oh, to he, Jurassic Park. Yeah, I forget his name. And he yeah. was married to Laura Dern in the first Jurassic Park. That's his name, yeah. Was it? Yeah, no, it's yeah, Adam correct. Berto, yeah. Um, uh, I, I can't believe I'm forgetting his fucking name. All right, Sam you want to... Sam, Sam Neill, thank you, oh. thank you. I, for some reason, why I didn't you say that earlier? I was about to say William H Macy, but he's the dad in Jurassic Park Three. Yes, facts. The Jurassic Park Three starts out with them parasailing, and then no one's on the boat. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh, you want to pause, and then we'll call him and talk for a second. Yep. All right, we'll be back in just a second with Dylan of Spanish Love Songs. All right, welcome back to You Watch, I Listen. Uh, on the phone with me right now, I have Dylan of Spanish Love Song, the lead singer and guitarist. Dylan, what's going on, man? What's up, dude? What's that? Uh, nothing. Just driving through Boston. H how's the drive going for you so far? Yeah, I mean, we just got here. We had to drive over from Cleveland today. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's a hike. Yeah, I was just saying. That's I was... a hike. We got back from Europe on Monday. Oh, wow. We had a day off. I see. Yeah, you guys are going. As someone who's driven through Boston before, it's not that great. <laughs> No, it sucks. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's it's still designed for I people in horse and buggy. To do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this your first time going up to Boston? No, no, no. This is like this will be our fourth time here. Okay. Do do you have fun in the yeah. city? Uh, we've never actually got to do anything here. We're always in such a rush. We it, like play shows and then bounce out. Like the last time we were here. We literally had to leave that night because we had to get down to Jersey for Stoke for the summer. Okay. So, and the first few times we were here, we just kind of, I don't even know what we did. Second time we hung out in Quincy. Okay. Some of our buddies were. That's cool, uh, man. That was cool. Yeah, we did like the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. We like went to Red Robin and I did another podcast actually. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. So, um, let me tell you uh, really quick. Uh, the show's called You Watch, I Listen and every episode of the show, um, I give Taylor a movie that uh, he watches and he gives me an album for me to listen to and then we come back and we review them on the next episode before we give our picks for this week. And last, yeah. and last week, uh, Taylor gave me your brand new album, um, uh, Brave Faces Everyone. Now, he was, yes. he was actually recommended it by one of our mutual friends um, and we were being honest when we said we didn't know who you guys were before that. Uh, yeah. And um, I put on the album uh, the next day after we recorded last Wednesday on my ride to work and instantly I was like, this is my shit. I was, I was all in. <laughs> And I, te yeah, I, text great. I texted our uh, audio engineer, Josh, and I was like, listen, I know you don't always listen to the albums, listen to this one. And then he texted me like two hours later. He's like, dude, I've already listened to this like three times. Uh, oh, yeah. I played it for my girlfriend, who we have very different tastes in music. Very different, yeah. And she heard the opening track, Routine Pain, and she's like, this is great. Like, what is this? And we listened to it on our drive up to Albany. Um, I, I can also tell you uh, confidently that uh, it, this was our 89th episode. We've So there's been 
been about we've done double episodes with uh, albums before you guys are officially the best album i've gotten on the show thus far um, my my favorite one, and it's actually funny. The album that was my favorite that Taylor gave me before this was The Wonder Years, The Greatest Generation. Um, so so you displace them. That's great. Yeah, um, dude. yeah, this is it. Um, man, I, don't, tell, I, don't tell them that. <laughs> no, you can if you want. You can be like these guys in jerseys. They're a bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I was, I was, re- all of us were really, really floored by the album. And um, from the opening track, the routine pain, and in my the last song, Bra- the title track, Brave Faces, everyone really resonated with me. Um, now I, I, we wanted to ask you just a few questions. I think Taylor wanted to open up with a question. Yeah. So, um, yeah, sure. so my, my my big thing is that um, you know the Wonder Years is really one of my favorite bands. And too, just to let you know, I will see you Saturday at Webster Hall. I will be at the show. Um, Perfect. I will be at as Lanes, and I will also be at the Fillmore. That's how much I absolutely love your record, and I love the Wonder Years, and I love Free Throw. I'm so excited yeah, for this tour. It's a great tour. It's like it's pretty much a. Per- we're, this is like our second tour in a row where it's like perfect from top to bottom. Yeah. So that was the next question I wanted to ask. Was um. So you just came off a tour with the Menzingers, and and uh, that is a pretty that's a pretty big tour because the Menzingers had a very big album last year in uh, Hello Exile, and then you released <laughs> Brave Faces Everyone this year. Um, going from yeah. that tour to going. Now now to this tour, what like what are the differences as far as like the bands are concerned, and uh, what kind of sh- type of shows are you looking to uh, play? You know what I mean? Like, what crowds are you expecting? Yeah, I think you know with us and the, and the Menzingers, I think we share. I mean, obviously there's as much bigger, but we share the kind of same demographic um, of like bearded mid thirty dudes. <laughs> Yo, that's that's <laughs> literally me. Literally the three of us in here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's our entire band except for Meredith, too. Um, and Kyle, because he can't grow a beard. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but with the Wonders, I feel like they, they have, like, a, a, a different type of audience than we, than we usually have. And I'm excited to just get out in front of some new people. And, uh, yeah, this is it right here. Sorry, we're, like, going up to a buddy's house, too. Okay, no, um, no problem. It's, no, it's cool. I'm just, I'm guiding. Yeah, I got uh, you. Yeah, it's, it's good to be out in front of some new, you know, new crowds and, like, uh, I don't know, as far as bands, I feel like both of them are pretty diverse lineups. I mean, in Europe, it was Menzingers, Us, and Mannequin Pussy. And then yeah, nice. You know, Wonder Years, Free Throw, and then Us, and then Cool Kids kicking it off. So, awesome. uh, you know, we're playing some bigger rooms. It'll be exciting in a lot of places we've never got to play before. And just, uh, it'll be our first, like, support tour like this in a minute where it's like 30-minute set, get on and get off, get out of the way. Um so we're, you know, we're curious to see how getting back to that is going to be, you know, because we've always been a band that, like, we've largely just done it ourselves, you know what I mean? Yeah, I did. Um, now, did you... So uh, it's cool, was, it's... Was I reading correctly that you uh, produced the album, the the new album, Brave Faces Everyone? Uh, Kyle and Trevor did. Okay, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we, we all kind of recorded it together, but they took the lead on engineering and producing. Um... Whereas, yeah, we've done everything thus far ourselves. So You don't have people and, uh, sticking their noses in trying to change up what, what your vision is. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's cool. And, you know, Trevor was new on this album, so it was like, it was it was basically like a whole new process. So it was cool to figure out. So, just kind of. So he, Trevor's, you know. Trevor's new on this album? Yeah, he joined at the end of 2018 um, after Schmaltz had come out. And then with the 7-inch that we did last year, it was largely written 
Um, and we were just kind of under the gun to finish it. How long did the process uh, so, take writing this one? This one took... I wrote the bulk of like the like the, the structures of the songs, like lyrics, melody, and like bare bones, in about three weeks. And then we took it. I took it back to LA, and we all kind of got together. And I think we spent like a month uh, doing pre-production and like jamming on it and kind of figuring it out. And then we recorded it in like thirteen days straight or wow. fifteen days straight. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was cool. I mean it was more it was like a more condensed process than we're used to. In the past we've had to like because Kyle and Trevor both work at studios. So in the past we've had to like just get in there when they had time off, like yeah. downtime. Um so this was nice to be like, no, we're booking out the studio, these are our dates, let's be ready to go. Let's you know Let's have an album. Uh, so it was a little bit of uh, a different process, but it was cool. It felt more like a real band as opposed to like, hey, it's Saturday. And <laughs> yeah, so right. So yeah, let's just. artist isn't coming into the studio so we can have it for eight hours. Yeah, so it would, you could stream you, know, you could streamline it more and actually move in one direction at the same time. Yeah, yeah. You know, the joke on, the joke on Schmaltz is that like one day we got bumped by Young Thug. And so, like, that didn't happen this time. That's nuts. Yeah. Which is great. Next time, you'll be bumping Young Thug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> well, I'm um, so... I mean, I wish, but... So, how... Perhaps in a weird spot. You guys formed in 2014. How did that all come together? Like, who were the first members of the band besides yourself? Uh, so, we were... Me and Ruben were in a band with our original bassist, Gabe. Um, just, like, some, like... Americana bar band uh, in LA that broke up and I had some songs and was like hey you all want to keep playing music and so we did and we started out as a three piece and then we met Kyle uh, through Craigslist of all places wow. <laughs> um, yeah he like had posted some ad about wanting to go to shows with people because he was new in town and also he played guitar okay so um, it, works it was, out. It was adorable cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. That's so cute, man. Could, could have been worse off Craigslist. Yeah. I, I I think they're gonna yeah, make a rom com out of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was adorable. <laughs> uh, and then Meredith, Meredith and I were kind of mutual friends, um, and we got drunk one New Year's, and I was like writing Schmaltz at the time, and she was saying how she always wanted to play in a band, and I joked that we should do something together. And she's like, well, I've always wanted to play in a punk band. And I had already wanted to add some keys to Schmaltz, so I was like, let just join our band. Uh, so that's how she joined. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was going to say, you the sound, what? you can ha hear the difference in sound when she's on there as well. Yeah, yeah, it really, it, it definitely adds a whole new dynamic that we were already heading towards. But, you know, these are really, really well thought out decisions that we do. Um, and then with Trevor, our bassist Gabe uh, had his second child. I uh, was like, Congratulations. I have to not, yeah, I have to not be doing this because this is stupid, uh, like <laughs> in terms of, you know, responsibility. Sure. Um, so Trevor worked at the studio with Kyle and was just like, yeah, yeah okay, I'll join. Um, <laughs> Pretty easy. Didn't need much convincing. No, I, I guess not. <laughs> I got I'm nothing to better to do. He's sitting next to me in the van right now. I'm trying to think of what the conversation was. I don't think there was a conversation. I think he showed up and jammed, and I looked at Kyle and was like, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's um, cool. That's funny because I, I was listening. To, uh, I grew up as a bass player. My dad was a bass player. My brother's a bass player. So I, I like Taylor and I will get into arguments about it because that's the first thing I hear on any song. And I heard Trevor's okay, bass cool. playing like instantly. And I was like, all right, th this just even more sells it to me. Yeah, he's he's pretty crazy. It was definitely, uh, you know, not to not to take anything away from from what we used to do. Uh, the sound is just different. Trevor's just yeah, right. Yeah, he plays a little different, and he's a little bit more. Uh, 
I guess riffy or like yeah. I, I was gonna but there is like none of us could pull off. It, it's times where I've he- I heard on certain songs, especially on the the title track, is that it's almost like he's kind of playing the lead there, which obviously bass and drums are always yeah. together, but he's really the driving soul behind the songs. Oh. oh no! Oh no! Is everything okay? Oh no! There we are. Okay. For a there we go. No, no, it's all good. Um, so, um, listening to the two albums, Schmaltz and then Brave Faces, everyone. Um, there's different styles and themes in each one. Now, were you like in a completely different head place when writing each album individually? Absolutely. So, like, Schmaltz was written, I was away for work in, like, Atlanta in the Dominican Republic. Uh, oh, wow. And was just losing my mind because I was working these, like, 18-hour days. Um, so, a lot of angst. And, yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, looking back, I don't even know why, but it's, like, that's just what it was. Uh, and so, it's very much like a, like a, a guilty album and kind of like a self-deprecating album and just kind of calling myself a piece of shit. <laughs> I think um, we do. We call ourselves pieces of shit we're, regularly. We're, we're all very proficient at yeah. uh, knocking ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's pretty standard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so by the time Brave Faces came around, you know, we'd been touring and we've heard a lot of music and just the whole, like, I suck mentality of, like, songwriting didn't appeal to me. Yeah. Um, I still had some songs that were like that, and I was just like, this is bad like, it's just not resonating with you like the what you're wrote yeah. it just it doesn't feel like what's right yeah, for where you're at anybody wants to yeah i don't think anybody wants to hear it because like if you keep writing that way then like every album has to be about how you suck yeah you got to um, evolve you have like, to evolve yeah that's gonna that's gonna wear thin i think so um i had some other things written down just these ideas to kind of talk about some people that i knew and people we had met on the road and i joked that i want to do like a pop punk road album but not about like not the typical one where it's like i'm sad in the back of a van and i miss my girlfriend <laughs> yeah yeah right you hate <laughs> your hometown are, yeah yeah those albums are boring you know so i wanted to try to take some of those tropes and do something different with them so i mean i still bitch about my hometown on the album but it's also not about me um right you know it's it's looking at it from like a slightly different like i don't hate my hometown but i also can't afford to live in my hometown anymore so it's you know it's a much different type of approach that i was trying to do i don't know if it you know it seems like it came across but you know i'm not saying like we reinvented the wheel here but the the old, like, yeah, I just didn't want to complain about myself. Nah, I, I hear you on that. Um, so, listen, uh, the first, I, I also wanted to say, too, I wanted to give a big congratulations to you guys because you, you guys just signed the Pure Noise Records. And mm-hmm. you guys really, like, you, you joined a very, like, a star-studded and a, a stacked cast that they have over there, like Terror State Champs, Story So Far, Knocked Loose, stuff like that. Um, yeah. When you were looking at, you know, going to a different label, um, what was that process? And, like, were you vetted by other other labels as well or like did uh, pure noise just appeal to you the most um so yeah so we we never really signed a deal with af and uh, our buddy owns that label and we could have easily went back to him but we got drunk one night in pittsburgh and he's like i'm not putting out your next album you need to go oh, bigger that's uh, uh that's was, not nice was like, that's, no it's great like, <laughs> yeah thank right. him for doing it um and so we had we started working with a lawyer who uh just was sending our stuff around and being like hey they're looking they're about to start doing a new album um and pure noise hit us up um and i went to breakfast with jake who runs the label and like 
you know, with after after minimal preamble, it was like, hey, so uh, I want to work with you guys. And, you know, I, I'm always a fan of people who want to work with us. Like, I don't want to have to chase somebody down and beg them to work with me. Um, right. Because it's a mutual thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely. You know, they're doing they're doing us they're doing us favors. We're doing them some favors too. Well, um, obviously, you definitely so did them a favor I, with this album for sure. You definitely did them a big favor, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that kind of happened, and then the deal kind of came together, and uh, we had brought on some managers um, and we were talking through the deals and you know they were like well we could run it down to other labels but you're not going to get um, basically what we were going to get you know being able to produce the album ourselves and some other stuff was uh, a pretty good pretty good deal in our book so it was kind of a no brainer and also like you know they are such a stacked label and they have such a you know a big brief history um, and I, I think they're trying to you know expand what they do uh, and bringing on bands like Just Friends and uh, Grad Life, yeah. and I think us to an extent. So I think it's, I think that's part of it. Um, and they have like Mondays Bay now, which is great. Oh my god! Uh, and then also me and me and the guy, me and Jake, who runs the label, we grew up like thirty minutes from each other. Um, and oh he's wow! Made, and he's like my older brother's age, so we were definitely at, like the same hardcore shows and stuff growing up. Hell yeah! So it was definitely somebody who just speaks. We like spoke the same language, and so like after that breakfast, I. Was just like oh that's that's cool we talked about going to throw down like throw down fest at the showcase theater and like while watch people beat each other up <laughs> yeah uh, there's only so much of like, that you can take bro believe me yeah well i, I just like i i trust you know i tend to i don't know i know i know the people from where i'm from so like if it felt good it meant like it wasn't somebody trying to bullshit me yeah, um, yeah for sure you know I mean, I could have been, I could be wrong, but. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, good bullshitter. Yeah, man. definitely. Listen, you're talking to a great bullshitter yourself. So, we, we, believe me, we, we, we're from New Jersey. That's we're from like second yeah. language to us. Believe me, yeah. Um, so, I, I have a couple other questions for you. They're just, you know, yeah, yeah. S- simple questions. Um, out of all, you know, you've been touring now for a while. Like I said, you've been a band since 2014. Is there any particular band that, like, was your favorite tour? Or, like, maybe you were starstruck by a, by a tour or by someone that you met? No, I mean we. I mean we loved every tour we got to do, and like each tour, we're just so grateful that anybody wants to tour with us um, because for so long it was just so hard to get. I mean, being being out in Los Angeles too, like to find anything good. Yeah, because people are like who the fuck is that? You know, <laughs> like who's this nobody band from LA? Um, you know, I think it was definitely cool. Like playing with Hot Water Music. Yeah, um, that's a that's a great one. Just, Chuck's a rad dude, um, and like our buddy Chris from the Flatliners is plays in that band now. That's awesome. And the Flatliners were the first band to take us out on tour, um, so like I'll always have a special place in my heart for those dudes. So I mean, it's just a lot of stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody I've met where I'm like, oh my god, that's it doesn't this have to person. be on. It doesn't even have to be on tour. It could just be anyone. They're just starstruck. Just anyone? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh my god, just Gordon Ramsay. Like, no, I mean, I, so I worked in L.A. before this, like in Hollywood, um, and I worked for a director, so like, oh boy. I, my job was to kind of be around uh, famous people. Okay, uh, that so, sounds really douchey. That's no, no, I, I mean, it's, well, it's the truth. Like my day job involved, like, people that other people might be starstruck around, so I think I, like, killed that part of my brain. So you're like <laughs> Rupert Pupkin in King of Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just like, cool, you're you're that dude. Um, honestly, like most of the time, we're just trying to stay out of the way. 
Yeah. Uh, because they're not like with hot water, you know, I think <laughs> we're like, we're, we're buds and stuff. And it was, they were super nice, but I think they told somebody that we were really shy. And I was like, well, we'll just like, this isn't our show. We're just trying to like play, do our job and then get out of the way. So you guys can do your awesome thing. And then, you know, we'll shake hands and have a, you know, have a beer after the show. Nah. But I think we're, I think we're like, we're really shy. And then we kind of, once you get to know us, we're just like, you gotta, once find, we feel comfortable you gotta find, it, find your footing. Anybody. Yeah. You got, you got to find yeah, the happy like, medium for sure. A lot of it's just like act like you've been here before. You know what I mean? Like I would hate to get in there and be like, "Oh my God, well, it's it's Chuck Reagan." Oh yeah. my God! What a <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It would just be weird. Well, to is me. is there someone that like you do think that you might be like that a little bit? And it could be anyone where you might just if, be like, "Oh if shit!" Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> yeah, walked into the room. I might. Yeah, see, that's. Um, it, I would definitely lose my. I well, would you gotta come. You gotta, you're gonna be at Asbury Park. There's always a chance he might be roaming around. Yeah. Listen, we played Stone Pony last summer, and I was just like, is he going to be? But then I found out he was there the weekend before, and I was like, damn it. He'll so, like randomly once a year show up at the Stone Pony so, or, or Asbury Lanes and do his show. So here's what's crazy about that. So have you ever heard of a band, the Gaslight Anthem, also from New Jersey? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there was one time the Gaslight Anthem were playing at the Stone Pony. It might have been like 2011, maybe. And the Gaslight Anthem, and at the time, I didn't know, Bruce were really, really good friends because they're from Red Bank. He's from Asbury. And so they're about halfway through their set, and it's like, you know, asking you shall receive, and Bruce Springsteen walks on oh, stage. boy. And the place, yeah. it, they, he tore the place down. They played like the 59 sound, and they played American slang with him. It was one of the coolest experiences, but yeah, I, like, that was one of the vibes I got from your record. I got I got a lot of uh, I, I felt like a the, lot of Bruce the influence. Story, the storytelling oh, yeah, was heavily absolutely. heavily Bruce. Yeah. So and then the other thing too is I, I don't like comparing bands. It's just it's just the way it is because you guys sound like you you know you guys sound like Spanish love songs. I don't want to say you sound like anyone else. But I what, appreciate that. But the uh, like for me like I got very modern baseball vibes and also mixed with that crazy that, like like that 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 punk rock uh, beat that you guys always did. I I, I was absolutely flawed with this album now the, the other question the other question i had too was um you know you said it's more about being optimistic as opposed to being pessimistic this uh, this last record um do you think do you think people like a lot of these people are over analyzing the record because a lot of people hear the hear the lyrics you know and they think to themselves oh this is like really angsty and stuff but to me it's, it's on the contrary it sounds like it's more optimistic do you think people are over analyzing it a little bit i mean no I like I like people to just make their like draw their own conclusions. I mean that's fine. Like what I'm trying to say and how you react are two different things. Right. Um, and I'm never gonna tell somebody like you're you're wrong. Uh, that's why I don't like when people ask me what songs are about. I'm just like Ugh, I don't really <laughs> want to say because that's that ruins it. You know I like I'm t I really like I love Joyce Manor, but when I found out that Constant Headache was from the point of view of a dog, it like ruins that song. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. music videos can like, ruin I, the interpretation of songs for me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't at a certain point I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um so and that, I mean that's me personally. Um, so like if you want to read it as like being pessimistic, but you need that for like catharsis and you want to know that somebody hates the world as much as you do. I mean, great. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to read it as being optimistic and like things are bad, but they could get better at any moment, then that's amazing. Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, I like we want to be anything to anybody, um, unless you're going to use us as like a manifesto to go shoot somebody. In that case, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I didn't catch any of those themes. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't yeah, do that. No. no. Pretty much the opposite, but you know what I mean. It's uh, 
I'm not saying that that's ever happened, but Jesus Christ, that would break my heart. Yeah, yeah no. well, I mean, someone was inspired by Taxi Driver to shoot the president, so people are cr- going to be know, crazy no matter know. what. Yeah. Marilyn Manson got blamed for a lot of stuff back yeah. in the 90s. All right. Like, All right, so Dylan, so listen, I got I got two more things for you. One, um, when you play Webster Hall in New York City Saturday night, you see this big dude with a beard and a Mets hat. Two big dudes. Absol- oh, two big dudes, because I guess but Josh one, is coming, One will too. be wearing a Mets hat. One will be wearing a Mets hat. Really big dude with a beard that starts a mosh pit to your set. You'll know that's me. And two, okay. <laughs> if you want to do me one big favor, just all your merch, make one, just make one of everything, triple X, I will buy all of it. <laughs> I keep getting asked that, but it's like, it's like two people per tour. And like, listen, I'm a big dude. Like, I'm, I'm a large man. I feel it. <laughs> but it's, it's so, it's so hard to just print two, three X's. No, to like, no, believe me. I, I disappear. I'm so sorry. No, no, listen, it, it's okay. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. But I, I def I just, tonight, I actually, I bought your vinyl and I bought the hat. But listen, if anything, you've given me inspiration to lose all this damn weight so that way I could buy XLs and 2Xs. So, no, but I also, I feel bad because, like, I, we, we want to be size inclusive. Like, that's definitely not having sizes goes against kind of the ethos of what we do. Right. But also, it's hard to just carry extra stuff that's not going to sell. Yeah. No, I it's hear like you. It's like a really weird position to be in. Although, I have, like, I will say this, like, we sell more larges and extra larges than we sell smalls. I, so, I would like, say, yeah. <laughs> I know our audience trends bigger. <laughs> so, uh, really quick, um, going back to the uh, whole idea of what someone takes away from a song. Um, I, there, the one song that resonated with me personally the most was uh, "Brave Faces Everyone," and uh, lyrically in that one, there were certain things that connected with me. I talked about it when we were doing the review of the album earlier, but um, yeah, you mentioned about being 23 and that you had this plan. Um, you know, there was something there. My my father passed when, like, right before, literally days before my 23rd birthday. And there were just things in that song that reminded me that, you know, things are going to be thrown at you no matter what it is. And there's going to come come that moment where you literally have to be brave, even if you're not ready and you don't want to be. And uh, uh, just listening through it, when when the first time I listened to it, I just played that song like five or six times because there were just certain things I was picking up on. And it literally, and Josh said the same thing when he reviewed it, that certain songs and lyrics and the sound even just resonated on such a deep level. And the the thing that I always say when I'm reviewing an album, and especially on ones I don't like, is that I don't I didn't feel like what the person was in that their headspace was, and I can tell you on this album from start to finish there was such a feel of passion and uh, general interest, especially because sometimes bands sound so disinterested in what they're writing and recording, and you uh, that yeah. that didn't miss anything, and that song specifically, oh, thank you, it, it shot to such a level for me that I can't stress yeah. enough. Like he gave me an album this week, and I'm gonna have a hard time turning. This one off. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, I, pre- I appreciate that. Like, uh, yeah, we get uh, we get accused of being earnest, and uh, that's not a that's not a bad thing. I say that's uh, that's no. not the worst thing that could happen to you. I've been called a lot worse things by my fiance today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely some we strive for. You know that kind of. Uh, when you're writing, like writing an album that's largely about other people, like striking that authenticity was definitely important to us. So I'm yeah. glad, I'm glad you guys could feel it. Cause, and uh, yeah, I, I like the, and you were talking about where it needs to be something obvious. I think ambiguity in the lyrics and a song is such an important thing because it can just mean somewhat something to someone different at a different time of day, yeah, yeah. a different point in their life. Uh, the way an album hits you now may hit you differently ten years from now. There's shit that's oh, I, absolutely there's shit I listen to now that I liked when 
when I was 14, and I was like, wow, that 14-year-old me was an asshole. And <laughs> yeah. on a pretty regular basis. Um, but is there a song on on the album that has more of a meaning to you than anything else? Is there one specifically? Um, uh, probably Generation Lost, just because it's uh, I love that. a pretty yeah. close subject to my to like to my personal life and, and friends that I've lost. Um, you know, some you know that's one of the more personal songs. That I'm, even though it's not about me, but it's I mean it's all it's definitely about me because it's my reaction to uh, some shitty things last year. Yeah, but, and uh, I was gonna yeah, say that was that would be my guess as well because you can hear the, hear it in the lyrics and when you read the lyrics there you're like oh I, I get what he's going with here. Yeah, that's it's definitely it's the biggest bummer on the album. Uh, I got a lot of messages from like my other friends about that one, just being like. You like, god damn it! <laughs> I've bored enough people. I guess. Um, I mean, it's it, it's and yeah. I would say like, especially if people that were close to you and know exactly you know where it's coming from and what it's about, even yeah, more like, so. People who were yeah, people who were at the memorials didn't get proper warning, and I, that's me. I'm an asshole. I. Uh, and, I mean, let's be I fair. Mo most artists can be assholes. You know, it's one of these things. You got you're a little tortured, and that's where it comes out in your songs. Also, I mean, it's just such it's such a shitty text to send. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. I, how do I you mean, say I that? It, I sent it. I sent it to a few people that needed to hear it. Um, but it was like honestly some of the worst text messages. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, hey, so I wrote a song about somebody that's that died uh so let me bring that up to you again and let's relive that and then also here's a song you know what i mean yeah no, uh, I, <laughs> I mean i'm sure i mean and there's a million songs that have been written about loss and obviously you know from tears in heaven to winter by bayside that yeah. all have a different meaning and you know it can be an acoustic song and it can be one like yours where musically it's upbeat but when you actually listen to it you're like oh this was a, a grieving process yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So we don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, what do you think? We give them the same questions we give every guest we have. Same question, and I have one last one. Are you, right. are, are you going to be doing merch Saturday night? <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be around. All right, yeah, I'll cool. Be around. All right, cool. I'm stopping by, and I'm gonna give you a high five. Hell yeah! All right, I like, I like the high five maneuver. All right, uh, real quick, I have a question. What movie did you guys have to watch this week? Um, so, so, uh, so Dan gave me the movie um, written and directed by Tom Hanks called That Thing You Do. Came out in 1996. Oh, classic. Yes. Yeah, see, I never saw it until he told me. Listen, I know more music than Dan does. He knows more movies. So, like half the time, he gives me. I first time I've ever seen this. I I really really like this movie, man. I loved it's it. It's so good. I actually, Ruben sent me a I Am Spartacus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First thing you so, think of. Uh, so I, I was I was yeah. telling him I was telling him the first time I even heard that song was actually on Newfound Glory's first screen of your stereo. They covered it in two thousand. Ah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and he yeah. played he played it for me. I'm like, I lo I love the original. Like that movie. I remember my dad renting that and like when it came out in like ninety seven and just loving it. So it was so cool to good. go back and visit it again. We um, constantly are like I quit. Yeah, we, I quit. We, I quit. We just we just did that before we were reviewing it too. This funny. Oh, yeah. I I, got, oh, yeah. I made my uh, fiance watch it this week too because she never saw it and she enjoyed it. It's just a fun movie, and uh, it's a great. Yeah, yeah, really good one. Okay, so the, uh, cool. the the same question we ask every guest um, on every every time they're on. Yeah, the first thing since we do movies and albums, what is your favorite movie of all time? Oh my god. Yeah, it really put um, you on the spot. I know. The Matrix. 
We, no. were, we were just talking about the, the one they're making right now, The Matrix. That's, that's the first time we got that I'm one. Excited, that's awesome. Man. Listen, we, we people, were, give, people give the rest of the trilogy a hard time, but it was, it yo, was great. You, I you'd fit in with us. We yo. just had that exact conversation that I like all of them. Did we just become best yeah, friends? Well, yep. I just went and watched, I went and watched the re-release in IMAX. Oh, oh was, shit. Yeah. And guess what? It holds up. It still, yeah. it still looks it still looks better than most movies that come out now. Yeah, it was tight. And Meredith it, had never seen it, so we went we went and saw it together. And that, she was like, "What the fuck? This is so cool." That's and cool when they do those those re-releases, and you could like last Halloween they they re-released Night of the Living Dead in 4K, like the OG one. And I took yeah. one of my buddies to see it, and he was he never saw it. He's like, "That was great." I'm like, "It's the the original zombie movie." Yeah, facts. Uh, right, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's go Matrix. Okay, so the other one, this one might be harder for you. But we like asking everyone since we do music your favorite album of all time. Darkness on the Edge of Town by Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Josh is the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan I know. He just jumped out of his seat all yeah, amped facts. up about it. That's a great it's choice. Easiest, it's honestly the easiest. Question. I listen to that today. It's, it's so fucking good, dude. It's, there's certain albums you can just listen to over and over again, and you'll like never get sick of it, no matter what. Well, every for, day, for the every time, day. I would have argued that Born to Run was his best album, and my dad was always like, "It's Darkness, it's, man. It's you darkness. just haven't felt it's it yet." Such... And then as I hit my late twenties, I was awesome. like, "Oh, Darkness." That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, don't we really appreciate you taking some time with us, man? Again, we love the album, and uh, we're excited to see you Saturday. You, you, you got you got three big fans, and you watch I listen, dude. Seriously, real big fans over Perfect. here. Perfect. Well, thank you, thank you guys so much for checking it out and and, and liking it uh, and not shitting on it. I, know I it's so much easier to, to shit on things. Listen, no, um, it's, I, I listen. I like shitting on things, but only if it's justified. Listen, don't we didn't just like yeah, it. We sure. loved it. Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much. All right, guys. Have a great trip, all right? Have a good one, thanks. Bye. Later, dude. All right, and that was Dylan from Fuck Spanish Love yeah, Stars. dude. That was cool, great, dude. man. That was really cool. Fuck yeah. What a good dude, down to earth. Um, how is it? How are we not friends with this guy? I know. Like, the, when he said The Matrix 1, great. He knew that thing you do, and he did, I quit. I quit, yeah. And he likes The Matrix sequels. Oh, my that God. Is even, that, to me, is, like, the rarest thing about it. Yeah, he, he, he could easily just hang out he, with us all yeah, time. Yeah, he, he, that's Josh's favorite Bruce album. Probably your favorite album of all time, Josh. Probably, yeah. It, it's at least top three, I would say. And no, Darkness is definitely my favorite. You know why? So, we, oh, we, we talked about it in the uh, in the interview, sure. Bruce is just that storyteller. Yeah, Darkness is his ultimate storytelling album, and there's it, it, it's you know there, there's there's so many different emotions in there, but like the the pain in his voice in a lot of the uh, the songs. Yeah, on really that one for sure. That, like, I'm, is that Tenth Avenue freeze out? No. Okay, I, I I don't know Bruce all that well. I like I like Bruce a lot. I'm not a diehard, but of the albums I know, that is the best one. Yeah. I think uh, it's weird. Like my favorite Bruce song is an obscure one, "Drive All Night." Like, so that's one of my favorite Bruce. My favorite songs. Bruce song is on this album, and it's "Racing in the Street." Amazing so, fucking so song. Can, Amazing song. Can I? I'm gonna give myself homework, and I've never listened to that album Listen from start to, to finish. Please, I'm, I'm gonna do that this I'll week. I'll go back. Too. I'll do it too. Let's just yeah, do it. Let's I'm do, do, do it two this albums week. this week. Because, just because we had such a good interview with this yeah, dude, he man. said it was his favorite album. Like it feels weird, man. I'm so fucking giddy and I'm gonna go see him. I am fangirling a little bit. I'm gonna go see him. I'm gonna high five him and shit. We're gonna be best friends. No, dude, that was great, man. And, uh, you know, really appreciate Dylan uh, taking some time. And again, the album is uh, Brave Faces Everyone by Spanish Love Songs. I say, you might as well just call this episode Brave Faces Everyone. I know. I think I I I called it um, That that Thing Faces Everyone. That Brave Thing Faces Everyone is the name of that. Yeah, that Brave Thing Faces Everyone. That's good. I think at first I did That Thing Faces Everyone. I was like, no, that Brave Thing Faces Everyone. There we go. Because I was like, I need to get that full name. 
name of the t- album in here because I like it so much. Dude, and th- I don't know if I'll find an album I like more this year. Yeah. Like, unless System of a Down is suddenly like, we have a new album, which is not going to happen. No, no shot. Um, I don't even know, like, who else has one coming out that I'm, like, super pumped for. So, I, I mean... You obviously have way more. Yeah, no, I have a lot more. But the thing is, I mean, a lot of the good shit came out in the last in the last yeah. six to eight months. So, like, it's hard. You know what I mean? Not lose new record, all this shit. I mean, like, the big thing to me was that them getting on Pure Noise is a massive accomplishment because, you know, they were small little indie label. Now they go to Pure Noise. And like you said, Pure Noise is really on the up on the up and up. They're bringing in, you know, um, old favorites like Le- with Less Than Jake. And they're they're bringing in, like, the, new, the newcomers, you know, Knocked Loose. State Champs has been around to, a little um, bit. Tell me when we finish up um, to give you, uh, you watch I listen stickers, a few of them for, for the guys. I'll give it to yeah, them. Yeah. Give it to them. Yeah, why not? Be like, we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah. I, that, I, by the way, I wasn't expecting to be so nice about the Triple X stuff. I no, was like, that was funny. I almost made an obesity joke, but then he said he was a large dude, so I, I yo, pulled it back. He is. Have you seen him? He's like 6'4". Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know if he was wide or tall. He's tall. He's tall, but I mean... I'm wide. Tall. Yeah, you're wide. And kind of tall. You're tall. You're tall. I'm, I mean, you're I'm not, six one. You're, you're you're like what's slightly above average. I'm six one on a good day. Yeah, on a good. When's a good day? Never. <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time you had a good day? September. <laughs> September was the last time you had a good day. Yeah, that was, that was, it, it was, the Broncos it, looked like they might have life. It was September fifteenth. Was when my ex broke up with me. <laughs> that was a good day. It was actually a very good. And day. it's been good, better days since then. Yeah. Hey, listen, breakups suck. No, I, I mean I'm, I'm just saying they often lead to better things. We're still waiting to find your better thing, but maybe I found just the, being I, single is better. I found the better thing. She lives in Virginia. <laughs> That's true. She lives in Virginia. Has she ever listened to the show? Yes. What'd she think? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like like we were on Facetime one night. She's like, you know. I wanted to get to know you better, so I listened to your show, and you you guys are really crude, you know that? I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, Listen, bitch. <laughs> no. Nah, oh, sorry, sorry. Nah, slit. Nah, shit. Oh. Enough. You're going to no, get no, me in so no, much no, fucking right, trouble. Right, right. I, I said it. I said I don't know her. You could tell her that I'm a, I talked to my fiance like this. It's not. A, that doesn't make it better no, for me. You, have, you just tell her. It's nothing against you. It's against women. Okay, good. <laughs> that makes it better. so much better. Uh, okay, so have you seen... Uh, no, I haven't. So AEW Dynamite's happening right now, right? They had their pay-per-view last week. For some reason, every single night when we record, I go on Twitter, and they're always trending number one. Okay, so uh, they had their pay-per-view, and uh, I believe it was a pay-per-view. Nyla Rose won the Women's Championship. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. This has made a major ripple effect throughout the wrestling community. Why is that? Because she is a transgender woman. She transitioned from being a man and she won the woman's title. Okay. And people are really mad about it. Specifically, Val Venus is horrified by it and has gone on an absolute tirade. <laughs> I know. He's gone on an absolute tirade about it. Um, and uh, what are your thoughts, Taylor? Um, um, on, on Nyla Rose, a, a woman that has transitioned, uh, winning the women's championship in Upstart AEW. Good for them. One for me, because pro wrestling, and I hate this, and I hate, I'm not using the F word, but I hate, it's, it's staged. It's scripted. And not to mention, listen, it's, it's, it's a show of an athletic competition. Absolutely. It's not an actual athletic competition. It's an athletic soap opera. So, that being said, that to me is a massive step forward, and that's a really, that's the best thing I've heard AEW do in a while. So, I agree, I, okay, I can't say good for them necessarily, because I'd be being phony in my, my praise. I'm not 
not saying good for them as a fact that oh good for them. Yeah. I'm saying like like no no I, no, I don't I, think you're being sarcastic. No, I, I genuinely I, I believe th- that. No, I, I believe that you believe that, yeah. and I believe anyone that says that they're well entitled to that. My um, you know what I will say, good for them that they didn't think anything of it. They just did it because that's how these things should be. Um, my issue is with the people complaining that and comparing it to the idea of a woman that transitioned to, or a man that transitioned to being a woman fighting MMA against women. It is not comparable. Tessa Blanchard is the uh, the TNA champion. Oh, she went she, back. She's she, still in TNA. Yeah, she beat a man to win the uh, the heavyweight championship of the world. What about what about Nia no Jax was in the fucking Royal Rumble? Nia Jax and China was in the Royal Rumble, and uh, Beth Phoenix was in the Royal Rumble. The idea that people could be upset based on uh, whatever they think of the trans issue of a woman that has tra- a transitioned woman winning a women's championship in professional wrestling is that you are obsessed with transgenders. If that upset you, yeah, I can, right. I, I am very much against the idea of people have transitioned competing in athletics because the bone structures are different. They're on hormones that are basically steroids. I am very much against that. I think that is an unfair advantage. Well, sure. And I don't want to offend people with that, but I know they will get offended. I'm going to get hate tweets about this, I'm sure. But regardless, in professional wrestling, it should not fucking matter if they... even if well, You know what? I hope she goes on and wins the fucking men, men's heavyweight well, championship that, now. That, that, that's primarily my argument is because they're really... It's wrestling. It's wrestling because... It, uh, okay, May listen. May Young gave birth to a fucking hand. I come off as a dickhead, but like, if, uh, again, if, if it's an MMA... Like you said, an actual athletic competition. The, the, listen, it's I'm sorry. It's a different argument. It's a scientific fact. Absolutely. And, that, and that's, that's a completely a, different argument. That's as far as I'll go with that. So. But in wrestling, it's a show. It's meant it's meant yes. to entertain. And if you were, and that is very entertaining. Not to mention, to, uh, to me, maybe I'm overstepping. Sure. Groundbreaking. I, I would say, yeah, in that world, to it is. An ex- and to and an that's extent. probably why more people are offended is because but they why? don't want that ground broken because they think that the transgender th- uh, stuff is uh, a mental illness. It's not real that if you're a man, you're always It's not a man. real. They're watching wrestling. Wrestling's not real. Yeah, well, that would be my argument, too. They're going to say if you're uh, born a man, even if you transition, you're always a man. Why do you have to be an asshole about it? Who gives a shit what's going on in your cunt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were doing so good until that I last know. part. I, because you know why? Because you, you started a sentence like Jason went and you did not know where it was going. Yeah, no, it's just the whole. I, I, when I see people upset about this, I, if. Like Joe Rogan gets shit for it all the time when he talks about an athletic competition. If you care about anything storyline-wise that happens in professional wrestling based on morals, you're a fucking idiot. Stupid. You're a fucking idiot. Vince McMahon blew himself up with the truck. Donald Trump bought Monday Night Raw. There, there's been a, a countless, countless. Stephanie McMahon was crucified by The Undertaker. Um, it, there was almost an incest angle. Uh, Linda McMahon was incontinent for a while. <laughs> didn't didn't Triple H and Stephanie McMahon? Triple H date raped Stephanie into marriage. Yep. Like. These are the things we're upset about. Do you Josh? want to uh, do you want to read some of Valvinus's comments? Yes, actually, please, yeah, yeah. Please. Do you have them? Yeah. Uh, are these in order or? Uh, should... Well, there's just something I found in a. Uh... Can you do okay. it? Okay, do it in his voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. WWE uh, drops women from the women's title. Impact makes women the world heavyweight champion. AEW makes a man the woman's champion. Who the fuck are these insane social justice warriors with pencils and papers ruining the industry I loved so much? Oh my god! Today I identified as a Great Dane. Gonna enter the Westminster Dog Show and win the XL Dog title. Shut the fuck up! 
soy boy social justice warriors and anti-women morons who have taken over the writer's duties in pro wrestling have forced the big Valboski to adjust the catch for his catchphrase to better reflect reality. Yes, Hello, biological ladies. <laughs> The big Valboski is all pro women. When I turn on when I turn on the mind numbing boob tube to watch two women wrestle for the championship, I expect to see real women wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good idea, Josh. I like that. That was, uh, yeah, Val. I love Val. I'll always love Val. And I'm happy that his uh, his marijuana business is doing great. He owns a dispensary. That's good. great. Um, uh, but like th- that's such a to me. I actually agreed with Cody Rhodes in this sense. To me, it sounds like a guy trying to get booked. Yeah, right? just trying to work himself into an angle. I know, Jr. got shit after Nyla Rose won it because he said Nyla Rose is now king of the mountain. And, dude, no, was, 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 no, was he just calling? He was just calling the match. Then who cares? He, it, that's 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 a cool. I don't call. think that had anything to do with it. it, it I, should he have said queen? Maybe, but no. You never hear king of the Ma- queen of the mountain, queen of the hill. It's king of the hill. Mm-hmm. It's just a phrase. Just like Becky Lynch says, "I'm the man." Right? It's yep. the same fucking idea. Who gives a fuck? I I give a fuck about people giving a fuck. That's the problem. So it's kind of like we're perpetuating it. But I have no argument. Like I have no stance in this. I just think you're stupid if it upset you based on moral. Issues that you think it's a social justice warrior thing. It's fucking wrestling. Yeah. Plus, it's cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's really cool, it, dude. It, it it's cool that it pissed everyone off. Well, no, I, I just I think don't it's know cool storyline enough to judge it. No, from I, the, I, I, just, I thought it was cool when Tessa Blanchard won the championship right after audio leaked or all the stories came out about her dropping the n bomb on people. Yeah. She won it that weekend, and then I don't know if you heard this part. Someone leaked audio of her taking a shit. <laughs> Yo, she's blowing it up. Was she playing battle shit? She was talking with someone, and she's dropping a heat stick. It's fucking loud, and it's like you're. And she's, it's her voice, very clearly. I was very happy to hear that, and it made her hotter for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, that's the one time I think a woman taking a dump is hotter, when it's just leaked audio of it. Um, but yeah, the Nyla Rose thing is fucking stupid. Um, let's see. Um, sad news is Ozzy Osbourne had to cancel his tour. He's got I think he's just got to stop doing it. Yeah, I mean, he's got Parkinson's now. So when I saw him in 2011, and he was doing, and he was doing Bark at the Moon. Yeah. One, I mean, that he was old. 10 years ago, yeah. 20 years ago. Um, I felt, because he, he's, he's basically turned into like a Muppet now. Well, his hip is all fucked up from that ATV accident on the Osbournes all those years they, ago. They had um, they had a teleprompter with the lyrics. Um, I caught him lip syncing. From what I've read, from what I've heard, Jimmy is obviously, Jimmy Norton's the biggest Ozzy fan in the world. Yes. And he's seen him 200 some odd times. Of and course. he says, as of late, one night he'll be fucking awesome. Like, it's old Ozzy, and the next night, or the next show, he's completely tr- shot. Which, I mean, makes sense. He's old as shit. What has he done to his body between drugs and accidents well, and bad and Randy Rhodes crashing into his trailer. Well, I mean, the, the last time he was consistently good on a tour that I remember people talking about was the the final tour of Black Sabbath, where yeah, he, every yeah. single night he was great. Dude, every time I saw him at OzFest, he was great. It, that's all I can say in that yeah. world. I mean, I, saw, I went to OzFest from 02 to uh, maybe 06 I went so every single year. That that Ozzy show, Rob Halford opened, but it wasn't Judas Priest. It was, it was just, just Rob, Rob Halford, Halford, which was kind of was kind of you know bad. And It's like seeing Scott Weiland on his own <laughs> rather than... Well, with, yeah, well, so. you can't I mean, see I mean, him he, now. I mean, he's stuck with Stone Temple 
Pilots. Yeah, and well, the like, show I went end, to. At the show you went when, to. Old so, Temple, Stone Temple Pilots are great. So that show I went to, um, so um, uh, my uncle's a caterer. He caters all these shows and he gets me backstage, like when he, at the yeah, UFC. Correct. So I go backstage and I, you know, I'm in the line, I'm getting food or whatever, and I sit down and I look across the table and it's Jimmy Norton. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? But like, for what I, I, he said something nasty to me, but oh, he's the, a sarcastic dickhead. People the, always take him as an asshole. So you're, so you're talking at, so you're talking nine years ago when yeah. I thought he was, I've hated him for nine, up until the last year. Recently. When I really appreciate and now you him. get it. I love it. Yeah, you, well, you get like, even he if he was we, such a dick. Yeah, he was probably fucking with you. He probably thought you were actually a fan and thought you'd get it. Realizing now that he was just probably doing a bit, yeah. I, I feel. He probably thought you were an asshole for not getting the bit. I, I probably, well, <laughs> do the bit. I, I shit talked him for years. You did. And I was like, just, I'm like, just listen to this, Taylor. And you're like, all right, I get it. Now. Like I said, as a radio host, yeah. amazing stand up. Great. Not, I my, love, not, I, not my favorite, but I like, I like it. him. I do like him more in interviews and stand up, but I do love his stand up. Did his, you see him in The Degenerates, the of new Of course, thing? it was great. Oh, it was amazing. He was great. He was his really stand up has gotten better over the last four years. Yeah. Um, if you go look at his first big HBO special, Monster Rain, to his most recent Netflix one that was two years ago, I don't know if you Mouth saw that. Full of shame. One. It was great. Yeah, it was good. <coughs> I'm it's dying. Just, it's just not me. Yeah, good, hopefully. Um, so, Planet of the Apes reboot. It's not a reboot anymore. Can we just go past it? I, it makes wait, me angry. Wait, wait. Let me, can I explain quick? Sure. Um, it's actually going to continue the story of Caesar. Now I feel better about yeah. it. Yeah. I don't feel great about the director. What, Josh? Do you, got, do you have breaking news? No, it's, just, it's something dumb. Just Th- think, then, then we need please, to know. Please. Talking about AEW before, look real closely at this picture of okay. the arena tonight at Dynamite. Yeah. So we should, oh, is it um, empty? The, well, it's uh, in the one argument I would give you. Um, yeah, the left side of the ring, if you're facing the stage, looks pretty empty, and that's kind of how it's been. But I've seen enough pictures of Raw no, and SmackDown. No. What? Look closer. What am I looking What's at? What's in there? Uh, the Raw logo? Yeah. I just... I Okay, yeah, look. They're advertising Raw at AEW. <laughs> That's awesome. You think Vince would ever allow that? No. no. Um, so they... Oh, God. So they're going to just break the fucking thing where we drive. save all of our shit on. So the, the, AEW, or the AEW, the Planet of the Apes thing. Um, the, the AEW the, thing. The director said that this will continue the, the saga the or legacy. He directed the Maze Runner movies, which... Ma- which okay, so... With so, a franchise like that... So so, the, so here's the thing that stinks, because I watched the first Maze Runner just to see what it was it like. It wasn't good. Uh, aesthetically pleasing, storytelling wise, so which he can stinks. Make a movie look good, which annoys me because not only is the Planet of the Apes the newest trilogy aesthetically amazing. pleasing and amazing, but it is a, it is one of the best trilogies I've seen in a very okay. long time. So story driven more so the, than anything. The Maze Runner movies aren't good. They made a shit ton. They made a, four a lot of, of four money. Four or five of them. Well, be, the, they made a lot of money. They capitalized because the Hunger Games. Well, that's shit. what I mean. He didn't really have any creative freedom there, but of they course. looked great from what you said. Yes. So maybe now that he has this basis to go off of. I just I don't want them to go back to the original storyline from the original Planet of the Apes because yeah. I feel like that's where they're going to go. And Tim Burton tried that, and it was so bad. It still <laughs> makes me it still uh, makes me so angry when I think about the Marky Mark Planet of the Apes. Do you know how bad it is when you made yeah, Michael Clark Duncan play the gorilla? You made him play th- play the gorilla. Tim Roth was great as the main. Tim gorilla. Roth is great as everything. Um, but then you put Charlton Heston in it as a gorilla. And then he dies, and he says, damn them all to hell. Yeah, right. And then you have the Mark, Michael Clark Duncan as the gorilla say, get your hands off me, you damn dirty human. And then the twist at the end being the fucking... That was one of the worst twists I've ever seen. Yeah. 
trying to one-up maybe a top five all-time twist with the Statue of Liberty in the original one. Yeah. Like, that was a shocking movie moment when it came out. Like, damn you all to hell. Yeah, damn you all to hell. On the beach. You idiots, you blew it. Yeah, yeah. Damn you all to hell. Well, I was saying, I mean, that even, but that's what makes the original trilogy so good because when fucking Malfoy tries to beat up Caesar and he goes, get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. That was great. It was just, it was, it was an Easter egg. It's genuine. Yeah. And it felt, it wasn't forced, it just happened. I remember, and then right after that, the biggest moment of that movie, when he says no, me and Bob in the theater, oh, yeah. he spoke. It was great. I just thought about, because we were talking about Charlton Heston in Windy City Heat. It's <laughs> <laughs> Charlton Heston. <laughs> it's not even him. He just has a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, just that, he doesn't even talk. Dude. Wait, the, the buddy cop movie with Adam Carolla. Oh my god, yeah, it's a Roman, it's a Roman general buddy cop dog film. <laughs> yeah, stupid. <laughs> There's so many things in that movie that are great, but I hope they get I because I, I, I loved Rise, uh, Dawn, and War of the Planet of the Apes. Each one was fucking incredible in its own way. Phenomenal. Each was a different movie. Each looked amazing. They, they used different actors besides um, Andy Serkis and all of them. He deserved a serious award consideration for his performance. But motion capture doesn't get that in those kind of things. It should. He should have gotten it for Gollum as well. I could argue he should have gotten it for King Kong and Peter Jackson's King he, Kong. He's the forefather of anything motion capture at this yeah, point. I mean, because that's why, Gollum really changed the game I'm with that. I'm kind of excited that he's doing Venom too. That's why. That's I what think, makes me happy. Like, the fact that he's directing it, it could be fucking awesome. Well, when he was in, when he, when he was in Venom, and he played the, he played what the fuck's his name, Craven or something, the guy that gets his arm cut off. No, in um, uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah, Black yeah, Panther, the, yeah. Uh, he's like he's or getting in Civil a, War. He was into. He, he's smuggling the, uh, the unobtainium. He started out in unobtainium uh, from Avatar. He, what the fuck am uh, I saying? Veranium, ver, something uh, yeah. like that. Whatever he's, Captain Marvel's he, the first Shield one he was in, of. I think was well, Josh. Which one was the first one that Andy Serkis was in a Marvel? Was it uh, Age of Ultron? Was it Age of Ultron? Yes, you're right. Age of Ultron. Because then, because then he loses his arm. Yeah, and because he, was, he he's such a good actor. He deserves to be on screen more. That's just he me. He was in the Prestige. The he Prestige was. fucking rules. It's just he's always calling to right. me. So Justin brought up a really good subject in our group chat earlier. Yes. Um, Steven Spielberg. Uh, his, his daughter is doing porn. I guess she wants to start a porn empire. Well, I mean, um, makes a lot listen, of money. Make a lot of money. Bitch looks like the girl from the remake of Annie. Like she don't look good. She's an adopted daughter. Um, so I came up with. I wrote down some uh, Steven Spielberg films that we could come up with titles for mm. that his daughter could really parody here. Okay. E. T. The extra testicle. <laughs> okay. All right. Schindler's list is Schindler's clit. What else could you go with there? Schindler's fist. <laughs> yes. yes. Schindler's yes. fist. Schindler's I like it. Fist. All right. Taylor, come up with one for Jaws. Oh, God. Put me on this. Jaws? Just cunts. <laughs> no, but, that, but that's not that funny. Slits? Uh, dicks and vaginas. D- d- no, it has to be one word. It has to be one word? J- j- like Jaws. Jaws. Raws. Raws. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, Raws. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. For, <laughs> Jurassic Jurassic Park. Jurassic you, Jurassic Pork. Jurassic Pork is what I was going to say. You could do Jurassic Pork 2. <laughs> the, lost, the lost, what would it have to be? Uh, the lost ass. <laughs> The lost butt. The lost year butt. <laughs> the lost year. <laughs> All right. Uh, shaving Private Ryan's easy. It's just shaving Ryan's privates. Yeah. That's an easy one. Um, all right. Let me think here. Uh, I'll throw out a title. Um, Go ahead, hit me. The Color of Purple. The Color of Cum. <laughs> Blood in it. <laughs> um, okay. I. Uh, or is, or Raiders of the Lost Dick. <laughs> Well, no, is, is it a Spielberg movie, Blood Red Summer or something like that? No, that's a Cody Cambria song. What about Munich? Cumnick. 
Dicknick. Dicknick, I like that. Um, Ready Player One. Ready Player Come. <laughs> Why does everything come with you? What's on the mind, Taylor? it's fucking funny. It is. Uh, catch Come If You Can. <laughs> uh... Hook is just dork. <laughs> Hook is just cunt. Cunt. Hooked cunt. Uh, close encounters are the third kind. Close encounters are the, the cunt cum kind. The cum kind. <laughs> cum encounters of the close kind. Cum encounters are the cunt kind. You could do cum encounters of the close kind. And it's an you just, you just, you just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cum encounters of the close kind. And it's an incest porno. <laughs> Um, Temple uh, Temple of Poon. <laughs> yeah, Temple of, of the Temple of Poon. That's a good one. Temple of Poop. Uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. No. Cuntergeist. 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 Josh. There is a uh, porn parody of Jurassic Park What's called, called Jurassic Wood. <laughs> Jurassic Wood. No, I like oh, Jurassic on. Pork better. Jurassic Pork is funny. Because, like, porking is a funny phrase. I, I think it's one that you could... I used it a lot when I was young and I acted like I was having sex. And I was and like, it, oh, God, I'd pork her. Would you? Um, let's see if I have any other ones. You want to be having a conversation with yourself then. Um, Empire of the Sun. That was Christian Bale's like second movie ever. Empire of the Cum. It's just everything's cum. Because it's funny. Empire of the Bum. And it's an all anal special feature. <laughs> I like that. Um, Minority Report. Minority gay port. <laughs> what now? It's a gay porn. It's a gay. Porn. It's a gay minority porn. Yeah. Minority gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, I was just trying to think what's a, a name that because you can say minority in someone minority in uh, something that would port I have to think of a girl's name uh, I'll come back to that um, I'm running out of Steven Spielberg movies I, I wrote them all down. Now, uh, what about the ones where he's been a producer? Oh, God, that can go forever. <laughs> the go the Poonies? The Poonies. <laughs> um, uh, I was just trying to think of one. Uh, Bridge of Spies, Bridge of Cum. Everything's cum. Bridge, Bridge of Dicks. Bridge of Dicks. Bridge, uh, Bridge of Balls. Bridge, Bridge of, of Balls. Bridge of Taint. No, that's it. Bridge of Taint. I like that. Taints of Bridge. Taints. Uh, there, there's uh, like Schindler's Fist. Schindler's that Fist. That was good. Is that was funny. really good. Um, I mean, you could pull up some more Spielberg movies. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, go ahead. Pull up some more Spielberg movies. Like you're one of the greatest. You're maybe the greatest visionary director of all time, and you adopt this daughter, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take Dick on screen. Well, I Dick mean, and come. It, it's." I mean, it's it's all right. It's whatever she, whatever Listen, she wants to do. I, I am in uh, the porn industry. I would never want my daughter to do porn. <laughs> War of the Worlds. War, War of the Folds. <laughs> War of the, like, the pussy folds. <laughs> War, we wore the war of folds, wore the flaps, wore the holes. <laughs> instead, in, instead of, uh, oh no, it, uh, I can't think of anything for Lincoln. But uh, um, let's see, uh, Lincum. <laughs> the Adventures of Tintin, the Adventures of Cum Cum. <laughs> no, the Adventures of Rim Rim. It's an all rim job movie. It's a rim rim. Yeah, rim rim. The terminal. The terminal. The asshole. Uh, the asshole. Um, no, we got to be better than that. Oh, man, the terminal is a hard one. Or usually the terminal diagnosis. Terminal diagnosis? What is it, cancer porn? I don't probably. <laughs> they're in chemo and they're getting their mouth fucked. <laughs> uh, this is terrible. Walks in, I'll skull fuck you so hard your pussy will feel it. BFG. Oh my god. Tread lightly here. Uh, BGT. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
Take it from there, boys. West Side Story, West Side Furry. A West, no, West Side Glory Hole. West Side Glory Hole. <laughs> Uh, I like furry. It's West Side Story, but they're all furries. Okay, I could go with that. that West Side fun. Furry. Uh, uh, back to the Future. Um, back to the Poop Shoot. <laughs> Poopshoot.com? <laughs> Poopshoot.com. Movie Poopshoot. <laughs> oh, God, no. Back to the Future. Back, uh, oh, God. Back, back to, to the, the bunghole. Back to the back to the, butt, back to the butt. Back to the... I, I, well, the Future is two syllables. Fucking you need two, two syllables. Did you say... <laughs> back to the butthole. <laughs> you said cock. <laughs> no, back to the bunghole. Bung, okay, bunghole. Uh, let me say, uh, super eight. Super gay. <laughs> beat me to it. Super gape. Super, super gape. gape. <laughs> I like super gape. Who frame? Oh, I can't. Oh no, God. I can't say. Mm. No, you can. No, say it. No, say it. Write it down saying. and I'll say it. No, no, you're not going to say it. Text it to me and I'll say it. No one will know it's from you. Ooh. No, who everyone's going to know. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Who fucked? Um, or, hmm. Who raped... Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Okay. Uh, who, move, just move on, please. Who gangbanged <laughs> Roger Stone? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Who gangbanged Roger Stone? Oh my God. Tra- uh, what, what else we got? Dress uh, f- flag, flags, flags of our fathers. <laughs> Fags of our fathers. <laughs> Sorry, it was oh. too good. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, <laughs> no, that was the right context. Okay, okay, I'm not. It came to for- you instantly. We just said super gay and gape. Okay, <laughs> but like it's we a said, gay BGT. <laughs> was that is that memoirs of a geisha? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come loads on a geisha. <laughs> What else we got? Uh, letters, letters to Iwo Jima. Okay, letters to Iwo Jima. That's a fucking. Uh, I think these we're looking at ones he produced as well. Yeah, oh, we're looking okay. at, now. Believe me, these like. Uh, what's his name? Robert Zemeckis did fucking yeah, Back Zemeckis, to the Future. Yeah, Robert yeah, Zemeckis. Right. What did yeah. I say? Uh, Zemeckis. Same thing. Um, okay, so we have um, letters to Iwo Jima. What should that be? Uh, I'm gonna throw up. Le- do you have one? No. Yes, you do. <laughs> say it. No, I'm not say saying it. it. Say nope. it. Nope. Come on. Nope. I'm not having Letters that. I'm not, I'm not having Gina. that audio recorded. I'm not doing Fine. that. Fine. Let's see what else we got. Um, I think we ran out of them. I mean, there, you could do four different Indiana yeah, Jones no, movies. Yeah, no, I think I think we're good. The the Crystal Cock. <laughs> the Crystal Cum. Oh my God! It's so cum bad. crystallizing is gross. Ew, dude. Um. Okay. So actually, uh, did you have something? Because I have actually something from Jerry Emer. Uh, no. Let's let's do what Jerry. So Jerry, what, whatever Emer, Jerry wants. He sent me a text before. He wanted to know. Um, in the movies in the last 25, 30 years that would never be able to come out now when it would, because cancel culture or things like that. The first one I thought of was American Pie. Wait, you come, uh, movies? Movies, yeah. Movies that would never be allowed to come uh, out now because of cancel culture. Uh, cancel culture. Club. Do you have a stroke? Are you yes, okay? I think so. I feel like JR. <laughs> no, it's uh, palsy. Mm, bad News Bears. Well, I'm talking in the last 25, 30 oh, last, years. Like, oh. More recent. In our lifetime. Not like in the 70s? No, because okay. you think about that. You go Animal House, That's, The Jerk, Revenge of the Nerds, There's a Million, Blazing Saddles. I want in our lifetime movies Borat. that have come out. What? Borat. Borat. He, Borat. That's one of the ones he said. Borat would never... First one I thought of was American Pie because of the scene where he records her on live webcam oh, yeah. without her consent. Yep. That would never, ever be able to happen now. Well, well, yeah. be, well, because when the last time someone did that at Rutgers, the gay kid killed himself. Yeah, he killed... I mean, just in general with what we know about 
up things like that now and uh, sexting being such a prevalent thing. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, honestly, there's something about Mary. I work with retards. There's all kinds of politically incorrect yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, in, in, there's stuff in Dumb and Dumber. They fucking give a beheaded bird to a blind kid. The Ringer. The Ringer. That's the other one Jerry said. The Ringer would never be able to come out now. Uh, me, myself, and Irene probably would have a hard time. Mm -hmm. He just starts sucking on the tit of a, a woman that's milking or uh, lactating for her child, and he starts sucking her titty. Would never uh, be allowed. Grandma's boy. Yeah, there's parts in Grandma's Boy you probably would have been really really bad. Yeah, I mean, there's... Hold on. I, I'm, trying to, uh, that's, I'm, I'm literally trying to Google it. Type in, like, the most controversial controversial films of the last 20 years. All right. Because I'm sure there's a million I'm thinking of here. Bruno, we probably wouldn't even be able to get away with at yeah, this no point. Yeah, no way. Just playing a, a gay guy, you wouldn't be able to get away with. Um, most controversial movies. Let's see. I mean, you might just get some fucking, like, torture porn films on there. Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ, yeah. I mean, you could get away with it. It's different. It, but here's the thing. It's different when it's like a, a drama or an action film compared to, um, you know, a comedy. Because comedy is looked at as making fun of. Well, I was even going to say 12 Years a Slave. But, no, I mean, that, see, the, no, but that's the that, historical it's, it's histor context. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, let's see. The Last Temptation of Christ. Uh, that's old. That's really old. Well, 88. That's still real. That, that's, that's None of us were alive. Okay. Our lifetime. Oh, our lifetime? Because yeah. then I got movies like A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I'm just talking our life. I mean, they would never be able to wake, make a lot of those well, movies Well, because I, 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 all I did was just, and the, this is the, the top 50 most controversial movies ever. Team America? Uh, Team America? I, there's, you know what, just you know, because just of... Yo, yeah, no way, well, dude. And, you know, they, they, well, they'd still make it. And well, here's the thing, though. They tried a few years later making that movie, The Interview, that mocked North Korea. Mm. And I, that, honestly, I don't know. I don't oh, think the, they... Oh, what, The Interview? Uh, yeah, The Interview. Uh, uh, maybe Crash? Crash, yes, I would say, because that one was so heavy-handed with its uh, wokeness about race. Or what about uh, what about even Traffic, too, or something like that? Traffic, not as much. There is a controversial scene in there, yes. but I would say uh, not Traffic as much. Oh, uh, 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 what's the fucking Seth Rogen movie? The He's a mall cop. Paul Blart, they would never get away with not, that not, now because of that, not, that scene where she's half out and on drugs. Not Paul Blart. What is, um, Observer Report. That's Observer, the I think yes. it still make Paul Blart. Yes. Um, <laughs> but no, Observer Report has a very specific scene that they would never be able to do now. Yeah, no way. I mean, you think about just some of the movies from the whole offshoot of uh, of all those from, uh, from the Apatow crew. Screwed my whole night. <laughs> What'd you say? Just saw Faces of Death. Uh, okay, you have to realize what Faces of Death. Most I of it's know, not but real. I, but still, dude. I mean, there's some. The second one was very real. And trust me, I've seen a lot of faces of death in my life. Um, we got some new stuff in the uh, the Manfred and Astros, and I I was hoping we would talk about this. I am tired of hearing Yankee players talk about it. You guys are World Series favorites. Favorites, focus on yourself. Stop, stop. What else, what what do they want but, them to do? Dan, Dan. What do they want the D Dan. league not to do? Them, Dan. It's everybody all Dan. across the fucking know. But what? but then we weren't cheated. They were cheated. They were not cheated. They, they were 1000% cheated. They what are you talking they averaged about? Average 3.1 runs per game. They were not cheated. They were not. They don't What do you want them to give you the title? I you're not saying that, but what do Yankee fan want to be given the championship? No. No, they don't want to be given the championship. The Dodgers don't even want the championship. No, they I, want the they want the Astros fucking punished. That, that's honestly, they were punished. that's that's all that that, is. that's all the whole league wants the Astros punished. I can admit that the 
Yankee hitters did not yeah. hit well against the very, very good sure. uh, the best know, pitching rotation. Baseball. Sure, absolutely. Uh, in the American League. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is that, you know, and Manfred fucking admitted it, that the, the trash can was going on in the postseason. It not was this happening. year. He said it didn't. No, in 2017. In 2017, yes. In 2017, it was going on. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? They cheated. We lost by ourselves. Sure. The cheating didn't affect us losing, but it still happened. And who's to say that it didn't affect the World Series outcome? Of course. So I think I, that the I, Dodgers I, players that are saying uh, I, I think that, it's not just the Yankees. It's just out here you hear the Yankees more because yeah. we're, we're in that well, limelight. I mean, listen. I, but what I, else do they want them to, no, the league to do to the Astros? Strip the title. You can't strip no, the no, title. No, no, Don't strip the title. You, Stupid. No, uh, listen, if, if my, a year it, of baseball, that means a whole season didn't happen. Then you take away every take away Jacob DeGrom, Cy Young. Take away everything. No, I, I want everything. Here's, here's honestly, this, no. is, this, is, this is what I think that they should do. Um, take away any individual accolades of that season. I am fine strip with that. Strip the MVP from Jose Altuve. Agreed. Don't give it to Judge. Don't give it to anybody. Agreed completely. Strip the, strip the MVP from Altuve. Um, and, and, you know, let that be let I, that. Be that I agree completely. That, that shows Wipe players. Out, yeah. Wipe Listen. out those stats that year from their career totals. Mm-hmm. So if he, he could be like Bernie Mac and Mr. 3000. Seri- no, I'm serious. <laughs> take, away, take away those stats. But I have a big issue when the league enabled it, that the league can just take the title away, and now they're scot-free and only the Astros are punished when they knew about it. Mm-hmm. This is on Listen, the league, too. No, I, I understand that, ev- that that no one is clean here. Everyone fucked up. On some capacity, so sure. everybody fucked up. I... I side with the players in that perspective, and I understand the gripe. And quite frankly, me personally, I think they should be stripped. That's just me. Because every single player got off scot-free. You know every what? last I, I one of them. I can't say that. I can't, no, but, no, I but, can't the, say that. No, but here's the thing. So to, look at it this way. Uh, how many World Series titles were impacted by steroids? If you take that uh, away, you have to The Yankees to take... don't have any in the 90s. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm serious. Dude, Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens. Okay, fair enough, fair and dude, enough. Dude, I mean, who else? They, they were testing. They weren't testing back then. Yeah. Every World Series that year needs to be... That whole steroid era, take it away. It's the same kind of cheating. You're driving the ball 100 feet further than you were. Guys like Brady Anderson on the Orioles, who was a career, had a career uh, 90 home runs and then suddenly hit 52. But but when pitchers come out and say they would rather face guys that are on steroids than have the pit, the, have the batter know, with that. Than have the, than have the batter know what they're going to throw. And quite frankly, I I completely buy that if Stanton knew what was coming, he'd hit fucking 80 Not home runs. Not if it was runs. a slider away. Well, he can't hit course. that ever. <laughs> No, but with, with a 90, 90 inch reach advantage. This is the but, thing. I don't think cheat, one level of cheating should be different than another level of cheating. No, they all listen, under the same umbrella. Cheating, right? cheating is cheating is cheating is cheating. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, I side on the players. When I hear someone like Mike Trout say something, when I hear someone like Nick Markakis say they should be beaten, you kind of went too far there, pal. But I understand. But the fact that what's going to happen is, is that when these guys are going to get beamed, and the guys who get beamed on the Astros are going to be, uh, or the pitchers are going to get more get more trouble than the Astros players did for cheating, and then still holding on to the World Series title. I have a fucking problem with that. I don't have a problem with I that. I also have a pro. No, you, there's a big problem no, with that. No, there's not. It sets a precedent that you're going to let these guys do whatever but the fuck you they know, want. Okay, so here's here's the other side of your coin, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. This is specific. We wouldn't know anything about that happened with the Astros if players were suspended because but they were given blanket matter. immunity to tell them what happened. But that doesn't matter because it, does, but it doesn't matter. But it, but it doesn't matter because it happened. This is I'm saying. This is where we're you at. You can't punish it, the Astros players. You can't. Why not? Because you wouldn't know anything about what happened. But we do. So why? So why does why does something that does that didn't happen matter in a situation where we know exactly what okay, happened? So look at it like this. The only reason we know about everything that happened with the Astros is because the players told the league's office about what. happened. 
happened. They gave him specific details, who was involved, who did this, but the only way the players' union and the players agreed to it is that the players were given blanket immunity because other than that, the Astros covered up everything incredibly well. There was no direct evidence pointing. The only thing they had was player testimony. This is like going into government wit witness in the in the mafia, pretty much. So it was two different things. So we would have two cases here. If they if they didn't tell them anything, the Astros would still be cheating this year, and they'd probably end up in the World Series again. Because they were given blanket immunity, we know what happened, and they have to have that stain on them. And people will always look at that Astros team as a bunch of cheaters. Mm -hmm. it, they, they have to yeah, live with that, that for their entire careers, and it's going to keep guys out of the Hall of Fame. It's going to keep guys from getting jobs. It's going to keep guys from getting contracts. But that, but that doesn't keep a check from bouncing, is what I'm saying. That doesn't stop them from getting fucking paid. A-Rod still got paid, and everyone knew he was on steroids. Every, it was, it, it's been the same thing forever. That's how it's going to go, because at the end of the day, it comes down to wins and losses. They're not going to care. It's just, it's an archaic it, fucking if, thing, but man. It, it, would you rather the Astros still cheating or no players getting suspended? I'd rather, I'd, I'd, listen, everything should happen. I understand I can only pick one or the other. I understand that. You know, uh, me, Like I said, me personally, I want that stripped. I, when I hear someone like Mike Trout say that... I, I, Mike Trout, that Trout's on steroids, too. He's on HGH. Like, let's be real here. He's on is, HGH. We know this for a fact. Is he who? Uh, he's Who on, said he, that? he has an exemption from the league to be on HGH because of a thyroid issue. He put on 30 pounds of muscle from his age or his A-ball season to his uh, next season. Okay, but okay, so uh, have cheating's you, cheating. That's not cheating if he's prescribed it. That was like Randy Couture and Frank Mir getting TRT exemptions until they took him away. It's an exemption until it's not. Guys can put on steroids. Everyone's cheating. 80% mm. of the league is on steroids. Most of them are signed sealed. Joe Girardi was an MLB network today talking about the system they used. He screwed up and said it. There's a video of it on Barstool where he said, well, the system that we had where we had it relayed to us from upstairs. His exact words. What are we going to do? Go back. There's other teams involved. We can't change history. You mm. can't erase it. This is like taking the, 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 the Heisman from Reggie Bush. You can't They did do that it. already. They, they so, shouldn't do it. It doesn't. It, but they did already. I know, but they shouldn't have because you're erasing history. Just tear down all the Confederate statues too, guys. Like, let's be... <laughs> you, you know, a, a race car championship is, is, a, is an extreme that I don't agree with. You know, that, that, I think that that's pretty... Uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty easy thing to say. Sure. You know, but there has to be something. And the league, you, I agree with you 100%, the league set themselves up for it by agreeing to the blanket immunity. Absolutely. But at the same time, if you, if you look at it from this standpoint, uh, and maybe it will affect them, maybe it won't affect them, these guys will never be able to go to a road stadium. No. It's going to be brutal this year. You know, and, and not only think about it and within they're still going to get beamed. They're going to put in a shitty reliever oh, yeah, to beam absolutely. them. They'll start like a absolutely. shitty reliever just to throw at him and take a two-game suspension within, where he wouldn't pitch with, anyway. Within their division against any team they beat in the playoffs, you know, they come to New York, they're going to get it. They go to L.A., they're going to get it. It, it. it doesn't really matter so much that they haven't been punished. I think that you need to make an example of certain players that have uh, benefited from this, this system of cheating. You know, that's why I think taking benefit away an by MVP, getting them out. Benefit, that, benefit by getting them out now. That's no. why I think taking away an MVP is a reasonable. I thing, agree with that entirely uh, because now it puts a stain on that player. You I'm know, fine with no, taking away listen, the MVP. I, I, you can look at Altuve and know that he's a great player, but. There's no way with the numbers that season that he was not greatly benefiting Absolutely. from that. Absolutely that true. And then there's some guys that their road numbers were better than their home numbers. Okay, so, okay, so here's, the, uh, here's one step further. Do you or do you not believe that they actually had buzzers? Oh, I believe it. I believe it a thousand I believe percent. they had buzzers, and I believe they got it from somewhere else. I don't think it's like an intricate system that they just came well, up with. So I, I said this to my buddy Todd. We were playing Xbox one night. I go, it's way too suspicious that Cora was a bench coach. He goes to Boston, and his first time ever being a big-time manager in the big leagues wins the World Series. They have a great roster. No, though. I don't think that's a coincidence. There's been plenty of guys that have won uh, World Series no, their first I, year with the team. And Joe Girardi did it in his second Joe Girardi right? did it in his second, yeah. But yeah. You know, if you, 
it, coming from the Astros from 2017, sure. going to you know what I'm to saying to a loaded team. But does with, but, but with what sale. But, but what I'm saying is, it doesn't matter if the team was loaded because he still has that. He still has that benefit of the doubt. We, on we him. don't know what we the don't Red know. Sox level was just yet. I'm, See, I'm not. Baseball goes back. No, uh, one hundred and twenty. Sign stealing goes back over a hundred years. One hundred and twenty no, years. I understand, I understand that, but, but you know, when, when players get caught, they should be punished. Yeah, but when an entire team, what are you going to do? Spend the whole team? You can't. No, just, I, I you understand that, but what, you bring up the AAA squad. What the fuck? I, my but, I, my opinion: what the Astros' punishment should have been? Um, it should have been that they were given a hard salary cap for the next six years that they couldn't spend more than a certain amount. They had their next um, like probably five drafts docked in the first two rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I, I think that would have been the proper punishment. Because because at the end of the day, the owner could just go out and throw money at him, and it doesn't matter who it is. They're not going to care about what happened in 2017 or 2019. They're going to care about the check they're getting next. So, so while, while I care about this, I care more about what fucking that asshole Manfred said about the fucking. The yeah, I I was really annoyed with that, um, and I'm glad he came out and said, you know, that was stupid on my part to say it like that, and he whatever it's done, but. Uh, th- this whole thing is just it's it's gonna keep going and going until teams shut the fuck up about it and I I, I want more te- this is but this is I, the other part of my argument about th- that I want the Yankees to stop talking about it is what have you said to Garrett Cole about it you just gave him this huge contract and he he claims that he didn't know anything about it yeah come on like that that's a little goofy to me we all hate cheaters unless they're on our own team mm-hmm. in football you see it all the time people hate playing against a guy like Richie Incognito or Nanama Kinsu, but they love him as their teammate mm-hmm. it's it just how it goes forever for the headhunters in football the guys that threw at guys heads in baseball you hate them when you're playing them we hate Juan Soto right fucking dickhead would we love him on our own team no yes I loved Jose Reyes the second he went to another team I was so annoyed by his antics and his behaviors if you hated um, uh, in his prime Dustin Pedroia you'd love him on your team yeah, Kevin sure. Euclid you'd love him on, I, lo- team. I loved Euclid when yeah. he was on the yeah. A's I, lo- so I loved fucking Johnny football. Damon yeah I fucking hated that motherfucker when he was so, on Boston and, his stupid long hair yeah well, it looks like Jesus throws like Mary. Yeah. Um. I. I just. I don't like the idea of, especially with baseball, where it's it's a storied history. I think part of the narrative in baseball, and I don't like that they ignore the steroid era in their Baseball Hall of Fame, yeah. and that they like acting like it didn't happen. They enabled it. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. I don't. Barry fucking Bonds care is a Hall of Famer. What A-Rod's, anybody has to say. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. A Rod's a Hall of Famer. Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer. Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, Rafael mm-hmm. Palmero. These guys are Hall of Famers. Yeah. And. I think that they're just always going to have that cloud over them. And it, it, the other side of that is that everyone was on, everyone was on steroids. Everyone's on something now, but back then everyone was on the really heavy Russian doping and it, shit. And even after steroids came out, people were still on it. Jose Bautista went from fucking nobody to blasting fifty-two homers yeah. a year, and, and, and he was like fucking thirty-two when yeah, that shit exactly. happened. Exactly, they're, they're all on something. I mean, you don't put on size like that. Like I'm well aware that Mike Piazza had steroid suspicion around him, and he was uh, the last pick in the last round of the draft only because he was top. top Tommy Lasorda was his uh, godfather, and he went from being this guy that they said couldn't hit for power to being the greatest power-hitting catcher of all time. I'm not stupid, mm-hmm. but I don't like ignoring those things because just like you said, that all the, the teams that won in those years, from the Yankees teams to the Diamondbacks in 2001 to the Red Sox team that broke the curse, they were all on steroids. So are we taking away those titles as well? What about when guys were using pine tar? Are we take That's just illegal uh, cheating. That should happen on the Yankees. A couple years we ago, Michael with Pineda. Pineda. Pineda, yeah. yeah. Um, Pine Tarnada is uh, the great Steve. <laughs> Pine Tarnada. <laughs> Summer said that. Yeah, he goes. <laughs> the, 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 there's only He's one team in baseball that I can say is not cheating. 
The Mets? The New York Mets. <laughs> no, they're, they're, no, they are cheating. They're trying to rig it against themselves. <laughs> or the Marlins. The Marlins don't, don't cheat. Yeah, true. If anything, they help the Yankees cheat because they're usually like, you want our best players? Here you go. What do you have? Oh, is that a new washer? Send it down. <laughs> like, come on. What do you guys think about the, the rumor of A-Rod being interested in becoming the owner of the Mets? I, I, I don't know what I'd do, dude. I love A-Rod so much. My love for A-Rod almost transcends my love for the Yankees. Really? That's sad. That's no, that's not sad. Do. That's awesome. Because you know why? It's it, awesome it, and sad. You know what's gonna be great? It's gonna be great because when A Rod, A Rod and his team of investors buys the team, and he's the first one to buy a fucking. And, and you're also a big J Lo fan too. Yeah, I so am. J-Lo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, his face is like, yeah, yeah dude, I am. I am. Yeah. Have the Mets ever had a player uh, number thirteen that was like a big player that you would uh, you'd know about? Because no. I'll just I will just go on MLB.com and make, and make a Mets one. make a Mets number thirteen. They had a Rodriguez. With no name. They plate. did have a Rodriguez, uh, Francisco, forty-seven. <laughs> I had I had I had a K-Rod jersey, and it actually said K-Rod on the back. Yeah, I did have K-Rod. one of those. Dude, he was coming off the single season saves record. It was like a slam dunk. They had the worst bullpen in the last like 20 years. And then what happened? And then he beat up his father-in-law in <laughs> a game. <laughs> <laughs> and he That's wasn't awesome. that, he was great until the Luis Castillo pop fly in 2009 like God. he was perfect in saves he had he had way better numbers than Mariano to that point and then Luis Castillo dropped the pop fly and his ERA went from like <laughs> 1.07 and I think he finished with like 3.54 that year and Jesus. the next year he was okay and I think it was the next year when he actually beat up his father-in-law the second year when he was better actually it's funny how that works he's better <laughs> and then he beats up his father-in-law outside um I I'm excited for baseball to get started Started up. Yeah, it's nice too. to hear yeah, all too. this stuff. Uh, my biggest, uh, I'll get that in my hot take later. Um, uh, poop smoke. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, poop, poop smoke. We lost poop smoke this week. I couldn't find it before because when we were talking about it and you said poop smoke, I was searching for poop smoke. <laughs> So poop smoke died. Tw- was he twenty four, twenty? Who cares? Um, and, and he, I shouldn't say do, who do, cares. A guy no, died. No, 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 I feel no. Bad. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It sucks. He died. Um, it is who cares because we never heard of him until now. Uh, so who cares? Sorry, just apparently Bloomberg's getting absolutely roasted. I'm sure he is because that's what Justin told me, and he said that. <laughs> He's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, I almost read that. Yeah, you, I've, that's um, why I did it. Bloomberg is one of the most in-the-closet people I've ever seen. I remember when the Giants won, when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl the first time, yeah. and they did the parade, and he, he's up there. He goes, today the Big Apple will be known as the Big Blue Apple. <laughs> in the most flamboyant. He's very flamboyant. Yeah, he is. Um, I, just, I, I, I hate him throwing a wrench in the whole thing because like, I'm looking at the next presidential election as pure entertainment value. Trump versus Biden, comedy gold. Trump versus Bernie, oh my God. Hilarious. But, but here's the thing. I'm yeah. appreciating great. Bloomberg spending as much money as he is to just throw shade constantly. Like His campaigns have been pretty funny. I've actually yeah. been laughing at some of them. And I love all the audio that's coming out of him, like old audio that's just being taken out of context. I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. Here's a funny thing. If he ran as a Republican and he somehow split the bill with the more moderate conservatives, then the Democrats would have a better chance. But they're so fucking stupid and he, so is he. That they, I mean, you can't say he's stupid. I respect that he's spending his own money to finance He's, he's also a billionaire, dude. He spent $332 million already, the dumb asshole. 
He was on an episode of Curb. The one with uh, Bill Buckner, actually. <laughs> Bill Buckner, Michael J. Fox, and uh, Bloomberg. You guys are so much farther in Curb than... Yeah, I mean... Well, it's, well I've been Josh watching it since Josh fucking, is all yeah, up. like 2002. Yeah. Where are you at on it? Uh, season 4. Season 4? Okay, yeah. so we, um, you're not at the Fatwa yet. No, no. <laughs> the Fatwa is great. Uh, what do you want? What storyline are you on? I'm trying to think season I'm, 4. I haven't seen it in two weeks. Okay, yeah, I gotta get on I've that again. I've been fucking nuts you know, all right. with my shit. Um, okay, let's play some Poop Smoke, Josh. Okay, so... While I so, finish my, my drink. Uh, first song is uh, called Dior off Meet the Woo. I think that's... Uh, was that Michael Jordan's secret stuff? Yeah. All right, let's hear. Uh, roll another one. <laughs> this is creepy. It's like the Wishmaster movie. Not no, the Page Master. The page Master. I'm waiting, dude. Woo! Still waiting. This is awful. All right. Who cares is right, Josh. What the fuck is this? I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. Alright, I can't. I can't. Alright, all right, I'm gonna play another one. This one. Well, uh, play me one more, and then I'm gonna find his body and shoot it. <laughs> so this, you know this why, is, how he got uh, killed? He posted his location in I a know, rival gang's I know. hood. I saw, I saw fucking stupid, dude. Actually, a guy um, I know, Tyler McAllister, produced for him, or mm -hmm. he produced TRL a day when TRL was back recently. Yeah. And there was another person, a rapper from a rival gang, and they had to keep them all separate because of this. Oh, my God. Uh, so this song is called uh, Foreigner, featuring somebody else that we've uh, come across in our top tens over the last couple okay. months. A boogie with the hoodie. Uh, <laughs> I like that you said of, that in the whitest. A boogie with the hoodie. <laughs> off of the, his uh, latest record, which just came out, Meet the Woo 2. You can't say the woo if you're not part of the woo. I, that no, not, not woo, W-U. Like woo, the Ric Flair? Like, like woo. woo. Why is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> Foreigner. I think he's saying foreign out. This, it's, this is the same song. This is this is the same exact beat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's All it. Right. That's it. That's that it. is some of the hottest garbage I've ever heard. It's so bad. That is, uh, you know what? Rest in peace. We're really upset that you won't be making any more music for us to listen to. How far into this are we, Josh? Uh, two and a half hours. Okay. I uh, want to do hot takes? Yeah, sure. Josh, you go first. Uh, I don't really, it's not a hot take as much as a statement. Um, Giancarlo, please be healthy this year. Please. <laughs> yeah. How about this? How about playing 100 games. Just, just do me a solid. Aaron Judge. Play, His shoulder's play, already falling apart. Both of you guys. Just playing 100 games. You know, give me 35 to 40 home runs. Just over 100 RBIs. And you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just give me 100 games. Both of them. Both of them. 100 games. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm a little worried about Aaron Judge. And I said this last year, too, because and it's the same thing with Stan. 
baseball players aren't built like they are generally. No. no. Which you know they're built like linebackers or tight end, and which you know means what? there's they, more they, to break and down. They, and they throw down in the outfield, dude. Yeah. They put their bodies on the line, and, running into the wall, jumping, diving. Their swings are so violent mm-hmm. that it's so easy to just tweak something and pull something because there's so much more muscle that most ba- like you look at the way Pete Alonso's built. Yeah. He's just like a shit brick house. He's muscle just stocky. This, he's shit. just this thick, stocky dude. He doesn't. He's not jacked or anything. He's just thick. Yeah. It's built like a lumberjack. Mm-hmm. And you look at those two, and they look like they're like bodybuilders. Yeah. Which means it's more more likely you're going to pull something. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about that. Yeah. There, there's, there's you know I I I hope that um, Boone can come up with a system of you know resting them every couple of games because the team is fucking stacked. Yeah, the depth, is, the depth is you know, great. You've got Urshela. You've got uh, Andrew Andu Har is going to be back. Mickey's going to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up with Mickey. Uh, Andrew Har is going to be back. Um, you know, you've got Torres. You've got um, Sanchez. You've got Voight. You've got Sanchez. You've got Hicks. You Guardy's back. You know, so you've Boy. got this team is just filled with it, talented. Need, this is this is a, this right is now. as close to a winter bust year as they've had in uh, since 2009. Yeah. And uh, Brett Gardner's got a fucking stalker. <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> that story do. is no, fucking awesome. No, did you did you hear what someone said about him in spring training? <coughs> someone was like, you know, wouldn't it be good to go out on top? He goes, I will be going out on top in nine months. I'm like, okay, fuck yourself. You're not doing that. You know, uh, I, I I'm I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic about yeah. the season. Um, I don't want to get my hopes up because you know, with all this stuff going on with the Astros. With Cora getting fired, yeah. they are the clear-cut favorites in the American yeah, they, League this they year. Should, if they don't Easy. win 110 um, games, I'll be shocked. So I need to be optimistic. And, did you and forget to mention DJ LeMahieu in that list? I did forget. Yeah, dude, that's Lemay- how dude, he, dude, that's he was how like borderline MVP team. ALS. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how, that's how deep this team is. That I even I forgot. Yo. Him, yeah. That, you know, that that opposite field home run in Game Seven was fucking yeah. wild, dude. It, it's it, this is as close to this is the kind of year that if they didn't even make it to the World Series, that you would it's ex- a big bust. You could see Aaron Boone getting fired. Yeah. If they got if they got it, honestly, I mean, Girardi got even closer. I I say it every year. That Girardi would win X amount of games with this team. Girardi would win 120 games with this team. I would agree with that. Yeah, what about Buck Walter? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> doesn't, I, do, I love. Buck, doesn't dude. have a job. I love Buck. Right. It sucks that these great baseball guys minds are pushed out. Are just fucking analytics. sitting watching the watching the games I, on TV. I, I think it's it's thing, insane to me. Okay, Taylor. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman was pissed at Billy Bean for that shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. Uh, within the last week, um, a Facebook group has been started um, for my 10-year high school reunion, <laughs> and I am absolutely uh, blown away by the response. About 100, I graduated with 170 people. 100, Are you going to go? Yes, um, 170. I graduated with Can 170 people. No. Wait, wait. <laughs> Can we just come? No. What if I showed up and I said I'm Justin Grahaski? <laughs> I just walk in, I'm gay dude. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I like I said, I was over. Like I couldn't get like the response. About I graduated with 170 people, 130, 140 people already signed up. that said they're ready, to, they want to go. And while everyone is like catching up and just posting shit, posting old pictures, you got this one fucking idiot. And for any, I, I, there are a lot of people who I went to high school with who I'm still friends with that listen to the show. You all know who the fuck I'm talking about. Um, What's her name? <laughs> That, that just, what that, does it rhyme with? Uh, him on Reco. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and this, listen, Hyman? I, I, <laughs> I have inside, I have inside sources that say this, this, this thread that she posted on the Facebook, the one I sent you. No, no, you no, fucking I tried, asshole. I tried liking her post. <laughs> 
um, that what she posted has been copied and pasted and put numerous different groups to try to get sympathy out of people. What does now, she want from them now, besides now, sympathy? Now, here's, now here's the thing. I will. There is some sympathy because she did go through a lot sure, of bullshit. Sure, sure. And you know, but like. This is like this is a group where we're all trying to reminisce. It's ten years after the fact. We're all pretty good friends with each other still. Sure. And we're all trying to like you know get get back together. And not only she Debbie Downer, she's looking for compliments. Okay. She's looking for some questions about this this girl from high school. Sure. Was she a loser in high school? Mm, No. Was she popular? Yes. Okay. Was there any idea in high school that this would be her path? Mm, Was she needy in high school? Kind. Yes. Okay. Um. Did she have a lot of friends? Yes, but she was not a nice person. Okay. Then uh, no one should be surprised <laughs> at this point. There was it when we, Josh and I were, our high school reunion was supposed to happen in the Facebook group. It became a fucking battleground. Yeah. And I was really it mean. It was to, toxic. I was, dude. I, was, so I was, I was really bad. mean. I was really mean to some people. Like yeah. they were like, maybe, maybe you haven't thought about some of the people here that have kids and can't make it. And what if we wanted to see everyone? And I said, well, if, <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you think that you're like, if you feel like you're not that important, maybe you're not. And I, yeah. I specified that at like some people i remember josh texted me he's like dude it's like a little harsh i'm like yeah whatever like fuck it well see that's the thing i mean i just graduated with a, with a much smaller class but the, oh, i mean yeah. true but but so with 170 people and i graduated 171 Ours was uh, what, like three something so uh, yeah it's over three well, over the, three, the yeah. thing is if i go to pompton lakes and i say some nasty shit on there and i go on a, i go to thatcher's on a friday night i'm getting my fucking ass kicked yeah. well that's just that what's no one happen. likes this person well i See, I, I, it's I, enough. People, it's see, enough. That's the thing. The people I said this stuff to, I know no one cared. Yeah, well, it's yeah, like they were ultimately fuck. irrelevant. Like, there's people. I've mentioned these these people. I'm talking about to other people we graduated with, and they said who. Like we yeah, have a right. lot of people that you forgot. Like when we went through Dude. the yearbook a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't remember this person. Mm-hmm. No, see, I remember literally everyone. That's how ridiculous. I would say it is. I remember like ninety five percent of them. But there's a couple in there where you're like, were they waterheads? There's, there's there's so many people. It, it, like, and it, it depends on like where you fall in the spectrum. Like, I feel like I probably am forgotten about by like fifty percent of the people that we went to school with. That's yeah. fine. I, well, I see. Unfortunately, so, I'm not, and I want to be by so, a lot of them. No. <laughs> so my whole last word is: listen, for something that we're trying to be nice about, we're trying to look at back together again because we haven't done it in 10 years. We see each other sparingly. Uh, why do you got to throw your bullshit and get just fishing for compliments and sympathy? Because we've all known, all you do is post that shit on Facebook all the time. Mm. She 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 sent me a friend request. I accepted and I immediately regretted it. She should have PayPal'd you for $2. Because all she because do- literally all she's ever done, she's been so braggadocious about everything. Like she's like, I'm one of the few people in New Jersey with a prescription medical card. Woo! Great. Cool. Fuck yourself. I feel like they're like when our when our group first started it up when it was about to happen, maybe then didn't. Uh, there were some people in there that were like fishing for compliments. Like I remember one girl like posted a, a picture of her new car and it was like a used Jeep Liberty. And I was That's like, awesome. I'm sitting there and I'm like, Yeah, Sh- I should I? So okay, so, so the, the context of the whole post was um, everyone's posting old pictures from high school, and uh, my friend Katie, who's running the whole thing, goes, "Well, judging by these pictures, the diet starts now." And all I and I decide to be an idiot, and I go, uh, "I hit peak lazy my junior year in high school. I got my driver's license and I drove to school." I lived two blocks away, <laughs> and it, it's been all downhill ever since. That's, that's just me. Tra- that's me being funny, and I got a, I got a lot of likes and compliments on it. And then she immediately after me, she's like, "I'm gonna get the gastric sleeve," and then you know, I had Legionnaires 
disease, so I developed. Yeah, I don't believe I'm that's like, a real thing. I'm like, uh, okay, congratulations. She's making up a disease. Who, Legionaris is like a name in the Roman Empire. I'm like, I'm like, who gives a shit, man? Like, I, I'm sorry you went through that shit, but like, fuck yourself. Like, stay out, like, stay out the group. Yeah, fuck yourself. Also, the <laughs> other thing I want to say, and I have no problem saying his name, motherfucking Calvus Iglesias. If you show up and you get in my face, I'm knocking your bitch ass out. Okay, it's, please it's let been, Josh and I It's come. been ten years. You I, sure I, you I, can't get a plus two? I can get a plus one. Okay, all right. Tell Justin that he can't bring a link. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you true. tell him that. Okay, right. no, you tell him you that. Can't. Okay, if that's you know, the case. Oh, you know what's going to be great when I see Shaggy at my uh, reunion? <laughs> well, we, yeah, we just dude. have to say that we're lovers. Well, that'll work. Yeah. We, I mean, you, you've, been been say, there. you've been saying it long enough. No, I'm sure you, people believe Josh it. Josh can vouch for me on this. He's been trying to have sex with me for it's years. True. You've it's been, true. You've sent me texts for years incessantly. You had other people text me, will you have sex with Taylor? This was episode 88. Wait, I didn't, watch, I, I didn't get to do mine. I didn't get to do mine. I don't give a shit. All right, wait, so picks I, this week were that thing you do. <laughs> no, thank you to week. Thank you to Dylan of Spanish. I'm going to tell you my hot take now. Spanish Jeff hate McNeil, rhymes. Jeff McNeil needs to stop trying to hit home runs. And he needs to, because last year when he went on that power tear, he, his batting average from that point on was 278. He needs to stick with his line drive ropes and be the leadoff hitter. Well, I think he has the ability to hit 30, but I he think could, but at the sacrifice it. of his batting average. I'm saying develop it because he's still yeah, so young. I don't want Only. him. Uh, someone changed his swing last year, and he was he's still at 278 and hit like 17 home well, runs well, after, after in his last 57 games. Well, he was killing it. What was it? The, the first half of the season he was batting like 340 yeah, something. Yeah, and but I don't like giving up average when you're a guy like. Jeff McNeil for home runs. Unless you're, if he's batting like fourth, go for it, please. Yes. And if there's runners on base, go for it. But he's a guy that can win a batting title. Don't fuck with his swing, please. I'm, I'm begging you, Jeff. Don't fuck with your I'm swing. So. And my other uh, hot take is that um, the Astros are going to win the AL West and they're going to win a um, 98 games. And people are not going to be happy. I, I, I don't disagree with that. They at have all. Dusty Baker, a great manager, and the team is still loaded. I, I will say too, the my thing about Jeff McNeil, he has one of my favorite plays from last year when uh, Rosario beat that infield yeah. single and he's going to, but he he gotten away kind of like he yep. was playing possum it was brilliant he's great he's, baseball instincts he's so good and I, I was banging a fucking drum for him at the beginning of the season he's you an everyday the trash can yeah you know, he's, I, he was an everyday fucking third baseman and go, he should I, be I, I w- um, the Mets uh, I wish they were playing the Astros in New York this year yeah me too um, but if I would love to go to Yankees Astros and everyone bring trash cans you know I, I'm, I'm, I'm like in for that I would be down for that I would be down for that if we all we decide. We should get a crew together. Bring, uh, bring Ken. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You mean, for, uh, you mean other? You mean other Greg? Other? Uh, no, 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 no. Ken. No. Ken, Ken Boyle. Oh, not that Ken. No. Yeah, no. no I like that Ken. Ken a lot too. That Ken's <laughs> yeah. my dude. Um, Josh, what song are you playing out with us uh, this out? Uh, Just play that thing you do. Yeah, that thing actually, you do I already, I already queued up a song because okay. I, yeah. I knew Go you're not going to like it. But. Oh, great, thank you. But, but hey, I feel like we had a big interview today. We did. You know, we did. Was really cool. So with us uh, having a yeah, big Dylan, interview, Dylan and, was awesome. Uh, the show, uh, you know, I'm. Uh, we're, Josh, you're rolling with me on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, okay, uh, can great. you come pick me up at work? Yes, it's fine. All right, cool. That's that's literally on the way. Yeah. Yo, real talk. So when they did the honors of Billy Joel. Brandon Neary of Panic at the Disco did this song, and he fucking I believe that. that. I love this song. Mm-hmm. Uptown Donnie with your limousine. I'm too funny to go. How do you not like Billy Joel, but you it's like fu- Elton John? Because it's fucking gay. <laughs> this is show Elton tunes. John is actually gay. No, this song's not bad. Yeah, he's actually gay, and he's less gay. <laughs> yo, yo, my, my, Miami 2017 is a fucking banger of a song. I do like some Billy Joel songs, but the majority of his songs Bet are show tunes, and it doesn't do it for me. Because then. You had to have to be a big shot, did ya? You're being really Billy Joel right now. (laughs) All right, kill it. We'll see you guys next week.